The Kevin and Bean Show. Sounds like diarrhea to me. K-Rock. So, Jensen. Yeah, we bought a house recently, uh, my wife and I, uh, Danielle, and we find ourselves um, doing a a lot of, uh, you know, upgrades in the house. And sort of, you know, going to Home Depot a lot. Yeah, welcome to home maintenance. That's right. And one of the things that we've realized is after it rains uh, on our patio, it leaves a bit of a dirt oil patch. Sure. Residue, sure. Yeah, not easy to get off. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, So we... Decided to go to Home Depot and get a pressure washer. Oh, those are the best. Which are awesome. They're yes. so cool. Like those are those is... wands that are extra strong. Yeah, and yeah. like you, you know, you attach your hose to it, and then you kind of just walk around, and and, and a lot of water sort of pushes it off and into mm-hmm. the drain. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a great item. Sure. We went and got one, and we were going to, you know, this weekend work together to fix this rain damage. Mm-hmm. How pregnant is your wife? That is important to deal with. <laughs> because I'm wondering why she's not on the couch watching TV eating potato chips while her husband is out power washing the, the front. She uh, should be on a recliner step. in the front yard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Number one. Why is she involved in this at all? Number one, she's a badass. Two, she enjoys doing things like this. Mm-hmm. But also, I need the motivation in order to work as a team. <laughs> uh, so, power washer. So, so. We realized as we're getting ready that there is no plug outlet near our pool. Okay. Which is safe. Probably the right thing. Okay. That may be the whitest thing you've ever said, but Right. Well, I haven't been on the show long enough then. Um, and so uh, we use an extension cord that's about 50 feet. Okay. So we are going to plug in the extension cord in the house. Oh, my God. And then plug it into the power, you know, the power washer. Right. So uh, Danielle goes, I'll go plug it in. I'll be right back. I Mm -hmm. go, great. So I'm still putting together the power washer. And I look up. She goes, everything's good. The extension cord is from the house across the pool. Oh, no. In the water? What? Submerged in the water. Oh, no. (gasps) Submerged. She's trying to kill you. I would say that it's submerged. It's her. Oh, I I thought she Well, we'll get into that. Okay. (gasps) It's submerged about two feet into the into the pool. Okay. Now, dumb question. Yes. If the extension cord is in perfect shape, there's no way water gets into it, right? So now these are all questions, and this is why I'm bringing it up on air. Okay. So now I just need to set the set the the scene a little bit more. Okay. So now it is across, and now we have plugged into the power washer. Mm-hmm. So no outlets or ends of the plugs mm-hmm. are touching any water. The okay. only thing is that the middle of the outdoor extension cord mm-hmm. is completely submerged in a pool. Right. My right. reaction, she says, completely genuine was, oh God, you know, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Right. And she's like, what's wrong? This is her explanation as to why I recorded her last night. This is the reason she says she was fine with it. Because the plugs, the actual plug part was not going to be underwater. One plug was inside the house. The other plug was 10 feet away from the water. The part that was under the water is completely wrapped in whatever extension cord material is wrapped in, and it was an outdoor extension cord. The only difference between indoor extension cord and outdoor extension cord is that one is subjected to outdoor elements, a.k.a. water. Okay. So we get into a thing, not an argument at all, but me Googling as fast as I humanly can. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's because still pressure washing. My wife is seven months pregnant. Yeah. And she and I'm sitting there being like, I don't want to touch the I don't want to touch the power washer. And she's mm. doing the one thing? Well, we're trying to figure out who who's gonna do it. Okay. So I'm saying I won't do it. <laughs> who can we afford to lose more in this family <laughs> to an electric I'm and water accident? I'm, I'm saying there's no way I'm gonna touch it. 
I, yeah, but you can't send your wife and unborn child out there to potentially be electrocuted. You have to do it. So I say I'm going to go buy a longer extension cord because there is a plug in the front of the house. If we get 100 feet, it'll work out. And she goes, we don't have the time. It's going to get dark. And I'm now my whole body is sweating. <laughs> like, I, I can't breathe. I'm freaking out because, number one, I'm thinking she's going to make me do it. And I'm going to die in front you of my- You should do it. Well, she did it. She oh, did it. Oh, no. There's no chance she should do it. I, Ever. I wouldn't do it. I thought I was. Oh, what a baby. And so she picked up the thing and we all just stared at each other. And she turned on the power and everything was fine. And she used the pressure, you know, the power washer. Right. And, uh, and then she unplugged it. Now, my question, because we have a lot of people who work in electricians and... and Is it racist? <laughs> contractors. <laughs> was, oh, no, that's not it. It's not safe, right? Because there would just have to be one cut. If there's a cut, it's not safe. you die immediately. But what kind of bet is that? We should never yeah, be making no. that bet. And was it like a grounded extension cord with the three prongs? Or were you just putting like wimpy little indoor extension cords well, before we put it in, it was sparking a lot. No, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My question is, what's the downside? If the downside is death, then maybe don't do that. Yeah, well, don't it, try it. It was grounded. It, you know, it had a little protective, you know, cover over the outlet side of the plugs as well. Um, but there's no way I should have allowed my pregnant no. wife to do that, right? And oh. even worse, he's telling the story to a couple of us yesterday, <laughs> and I said, "You have to talk her out of it." And his response. I tried for like a minute. <laughs> what? I'm like what? I, I said, for the record, I said minutes. Okay. Jensen, uh, okay. Do, you, do you know how much less funny this segment would have been had she been electrocuted? <laughs> I mean, wow. Honestly, wow. you would have still it's come a great, in. Great and point, Bean. You would have wow. still told the story, but I'm telling you, that would have been a terrible ending. <laughs> I don't make those kind of guesses anymore. I have to start thinking for three, right? I mean, yes. it's not. Yes. Don't guess when it comes to being electrocuted. Yeah, you need to bubble wrap your wife. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I'm ashamed. And I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K-Rock. What a thrill this is to welcome back to the Kevin and Bean Studios writer, comedian, actor, our friend, Thomas Lennon, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning, guys. This is my twentieth year on the Kevin and Bean Show. Twentieth? Wow. I counted on the drive over. It seems like twenty years. It's very possible. Yeah. Very possible. <laughs> what a remarkable career you have, and you are all over the place. And it seems like you have fun doing all of your various jobs that you do. Like you're living your best life, Tom. It, it would must seem like that from the outside, right? Right. Yeah. So why it doesn't does. it feel like it? <laughs> is it all a tremendous that. amount of work what you're doing? It is, but it's also you know I think at some point. Point, uh, and it takes a while in you know in writing and acting and all these things that I wanted to do when I was young. Which you know, it, the the easy way to become an overnight success is just work at it for about thirty years, mm -hmm. and then boom, overnight success, thirty-ish <laughs> years in. Right. <laughs> but I think the big thing that I learned with is diversify a little bit. You know, okay. you've got to stay interested in different stuff. So mm -hmm. you know. Like, when I do some acting stuff, and then I, I have to write some stuff. Because acting will break your heart a lot of the time. Writing yeah. will break your heart sometimes. But if you can mix it up, they can all break your heart at different <laughs> oh, times. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the way to live. Yeah. You can get disappointed by everything you love <laughs> at some Every different... Every day some, some disappointment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You just can't mix it up. So it's not always the same kinds of disappointment. But I can't imagine, <laughs> and maybe I have no understanding of the real world of an actor, but you're a guy who is famous enough and familiar enough and popular enough 
stuff that I would imagine you could get cast in most of the things that you're interested in. That's no? ab- uh, being that's really sweet that you say that, but uh, not true. I'm in that interesting level of actor where like people will stop me at the airport and take pictures with me for a little while and then say, "We love you, Jason Sudeikis." <laughs> and, <laughs> and you know what? It feels good either way. You just go. You know, thank you. I'm just yeah, happy to be there. Thank I'm you, part. Of, yeah. I'm part of the. <laughs> What do people the ask you about the most? Uh, the two big Reno ones. Reno 911? Reno 911 is the yeah. big one. I get a lot of new boot goofing. Right. Which mm-hmm. is, uh, I go, no boot goofing. I'm no boot goofing. <laughs> it's a popular meme. Right. Uh, and then the other one, the big one is from I Love You Man. I have that scene with Paul Rudd where we kiss for a long time. and the uh, Luck and, uh, out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Best life. Uh, uh, where they say, um, you're a whore, Peter, which is my line from I Love You, Man. So I Love You, Man and Reno are the big ones, probably. Yeah. No Balls of Fury love? Right. I don't get a lot of Balls of Fury love. And the other big one balls is... Balls of Fury is amazing. Thank you very much. Very underrated. Uh, <laughs> what, the other big one is it. I was Joey's hand twin on Friends. Oh, that's oh, remember right. That? Joey what? Goes to, Wait, what? <laughs> Joey yeah. goes to Vegas, and he meets a blackjack dealer who has matching hands. Right. And he sings, this hand is your hand. This hand is my hand. And then we do like a little, he wants to do, make some money with it, like with a show. Right. That's my other biggest credit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know if he's telling you. No, he is. This, oh. is. this is real. Now, the thing you learn about me is I don't lie about stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. Joey's People saying. on the street okay. go, I love the thing about the hand. Joey's hand twin. Hey, Sudeikis. Sudeikis. That is amazing. Uh, we just learned something new about Thomas Lennon. Okay, so last time we had you in, we talked a, a lot about the the screenwriting. It may have sure. been you may I, actually we last had you in for the Odd Couple. Before that, right. I think you were talking the about your, how book? to make a how to make right. a billion dollars. Yeah, and we were so fascinated with the writing. So you've been writing all these movies for mm-hmm. so long, and then you said, "Hey, not enough. Going to write a novel." Well, you know, I mean, that's the thing about when you write movies, which has been a great fun lifestyle. We wrote Night at the Museum and some movies like that, and then also movies that people hated. Uh, <laughs> that you're not uh, don't you mention. disparage Herbie Fully Herbie Loaded, fully loaded. Thank I you, stand Pete. by that movie. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, the last truly golden era Lindsay Lohan film. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, when you write the movies, there's a lot of different voices in the mix. Everything that gets through gets vetted by tons and tons of people. Yeah, it feels like it's yeah. by committee. By the time it gets done, it's barely what you wrote. Big, big studio movies are usually, there's a lot of people involved in, yeah. in everything that happens. Um, so I thought, you know, boy, if you write a novel, you could really just get your voice through and not change really hardly anything. And the money's like one one hundredth as much, so why oh, not? Yes. Yes. That's yeah. always good. So, that's the best reason to do it. <laughs> so I could make one one hundredth the money uh-huh. and... Not uh, change anything. So, no, that's when I got into the... I thought... You know, I'd always loved things like The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I loved... I can't... I'm not, like, a heavy reader... Right, I'm same. a light. I'm a light reader. I like. Mm-hmm. I like well, light. Reading funny is for stuff. losers, Tom. That's yeah, the policy. Exactly right. <laughs> R I L. Those posters that you see everywhere. Reading is riffle. Yeah, reading right. is for losers. Uh, so, but now you have a whole new audience of 14 year olds. So you've got that going for you. It's been fun. It's been fun. The book is sort of like a 10 to 14 year old, but it's also a book. It's called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. Uh, it's about a young police officer in Ireland who gets. It's very simple. He gets recruited to the Leprechaun Division. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that old trope. How, yeah, yeah, yeah. That how do you how do you begin that process of I'm going to write a book and it's about you know what it was I was in Ireland and I was in this old castle and the guy that owned the castle was giving me one of these real boring tours. He was real proud of the castle. Right. And I basically wanted to like have a glass of wine and take a nap. <laughs> right. But I'd rented this castle from the guy, 
uh, it's not as amazing as you're thinking it is, by the way. Okay. It's basically, it sounds ca- great. Castles on Ireland are like basically look like an old grain silo okay. with a couple <laughs> rooms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did it have a moat? It has no moat. No it had moat. a fake uh, wall door that went into a secret it hidden room. It has no room. fake, no How young Frankenstein stuff. How has he made I rented a castle something I feel bad about now? <laughs> That's what I was trying to do. Well, here's what happened. I said on the radio I rented a castle, and then I immediately felt like a real a-hole. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and I tried to backpedal and make sure that you knew that you this is well. not that nice of a, a castle. It's a crappy castle. You okay. did it well. This is a very reasonable castle that you can get on VRBO yeah, or Airbnb. Like you, rented a a dorm, you rented a dorm room. I got a, I got a, it's, yeah. a, it's a studio yeah. Castle, oh. and the word. I'm going to try again. How did you come up? <laughs> when you started writing the book, you said I'm going to make it about. Uh, I looked and so leprechauns. I looked at the wall, and, I, and I'd never seen a, what a real Irish shillelagh is, which is like one of those clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought a shillelagh was like a, a little, like a little tiny little cane for the leprechaun, but it was this huge, like cudgel that you could basically stop a car with it yeah. if you swung it at a car. And I was like, well, that's neat. That's an old Irish shillelagh. And I thought, what if there was like a uh, a police force that had to carry these as their like main weapon. Like yeah. that's the taser of this police force. <laughs> and then I started thinking about leprechauns. And, and when I was thinking about leprechauns, when I was a kid, stories about leprechauns weren't that they like put candy in your shoes. They were like they will swap a baby out for a yeah. A they're log. evil. They're nasty yeah. little creatures. Mm-hmm. So in the book, leprechauns are absolutely horrible. Um, they they'll <laughs> empty out your wine cellar. They'll swap your baby for a log. If they give you anything nice, it's a trick. Right. Like, they'll give you a butter churn that makes butter forever, but you can't stop it, so you end up drowning in butter, <laughs> you know, which is, like, great for your skin, but bad for everything else. So don't so, trust leprechauns. Don't trust them. They're mm-hmm. horrible, and that's that's what it's about. So it's about the day-to-day. It's about a young guy named Ronan Boyle who's uh, just working day-to-day crime cases of leprechauns, unicorns, pluricons, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Tom, you are super Irish, right? I did the 23 and Me. Have you guys done the 23 and Me or mm-hmm. one of these things yet? So I did the 23 and Me, and I came back like uh, 90% Irish, and then a tiny bit of um, like Northern Scandinavian stuff. Yeah, all right. But so I was Irish. All, yeah, I was 100% Irish, Irish. basically. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, and, and leprechauns and unicorns do not get along. In my in the book, uh, you you learn that uh, the horn that a unicorn has is mostly for killing leprechauns. Oh, yeah, wow. that's basically wow. why they have it. Took like a real turn. They really don't. <laughs> Sounds get Sounds like a great story for a 10 to 14 year old. <laughs> it absolutely yeah. is. I mean, for you know, for weird 10 to 14 year olds. <laughs> um, <laughs> you um. Are you already thinking this has to be a movie and I have to write the screenplay? Oh, God. Yeah. So uh, I wrote the book to kind of like take a brief respite from writing movies, which I've told you can make you crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the as soon as the book comes out, everybody's like, I'm making that movie right through the second. I'm like, oh, well, maybe we leprechaun will. Leprechaun said that? Yeah. A leprechaun said that to me. <laughs> and then he bit me on the knee. <laughs> We was, it was either a I think we have the same agent. I'd had a couple drinks. So it was either a leprechaun or carrot top. <laughs> but some Someone. ginger, some jacked little ginger <laughs> bit me on the knee. The, uh, yeah. the book is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of mm-hmm. Riddles, and it is available everywhere where books are sold. Thomas Lennon is our guest. We are delighted to have him. A quick break. More with him right after this on K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. 
Just got a text in. I'm reading this uh, live as it uh, shows up on my screen from the 909. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to buy this book and scare the crap out of my 11-year-old. Yay. (laughs) Somehow the holiday madness has made trapping leprechauns the day before St. Patty's Day a thing that you do. And I've explained year after year. It's a super bad, like, to catch one. Now I have proof. Thanks, Thomas. So there you go. We just sold a book for you. Release. If you catch leprechauns, release them. Just release them. Oh, is that right? It's inhumane to keep them. Okay. All right. It's a good tip. If you eat all of them, Uh I feel like it's, it's the only way that's okay. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm telling you now. I'm so telling either you. eat them all either, or you, release them. Or release, either eat every part of them or release them. Okay. Uh, Otherwise, it's not humane. It's if, if you were on the fence about buying it, let me just tell you the two positive reviews on the back of the book, Weird Al Yankovic and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. Right? So, but they're in they're close friends of yours. They're in your oh, pocket. Yeah. They will the write way, you probably write you probably wrote their blurbs. God, no, no, they wrote them, but I'll tell you right now, when you want when you want blurbs for your book, you go straight to the comedy mafia. <laughs> yeah, you gotta. You gotta, This is why you have. This is why the comedy mafia exists. Yeah, yeah. yeah. makes sense. Uh, this, like this. this is the voice of our friend Thomas Lennon. The book we're referring to is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. It is available wherever books are sold. How far back do you go with Patton and with Weird Al? You know, uh, so Patton, I've known. Um, since I first got to Los Angeles and started doing comedy, and I was like, who is this guy? He's just a genius, obviously, which has been proven over and over I again for years. For Weird Al. Um, Before you answer, sure. I just want to tell you, Weird Al is Bean's favorite human being on the planet. He well, is. there's a very good reason for that, because he might be Earth's finest example of a person. <laughs> so yeah, so I, was, uh, I was standing at this, when Weird Al got his star on the Walk of Fame last year, I gave, the speeches were me and Dr. Demento. Nice. Which felt, I know, I was a little, like, choked up about that, but... Um, so one day, about 12 years ago, I was standing in Staples Office Supplies on Wilcox, the one up there on, in sure. Hollywood. Yeah, It's about 11 o'clock in the morning. They just opened, and I was out of printer toner. <laughs> Were you I've wearing got, pants? I've got the Lieutenant Dangle mustache and the highlights. <laughs> so I look, I look genuinely, uh, speaking of weird. Sure. Uh, and standing next to me is this guy with amazing curly hair. It could only be Kenny G. <laughs> or, or Weird Al. That's only, it. There's okay. two guys in the, in the, in the world. <laughs> And I turn and I, I see him and I say, uh, hey, are you Weird Al Yankovic? And he says, yes, I am. Are you Lieutenant Dangle? I said, yes, I am. <laughs> I said, should we just decide to be best friends for life? <laughs> Amazing. And he said, great. And we shook on it. And it seemed like a joke. But then 12 years later, we've basically become best friends for life. So yeah, That's fantastic. He's, uh, yeah, he's that kind of guy. He's, he's the kind of guy. Dude. He's, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Who do you yeah. think would win in a fight mm-hmm. between Pat Oswalt and Weird Al? Ooh, oh, good, good this, is, this is a terrible fight. I think, fight. Weird, I think Weird Al, uh, it is a terrible fight. I think Al's Weird Al. I both lose. Yeah. Weird Al's Al is very athletic, but I feel yeah. like Patton can really bring a lot yeah, of passion. Scrappy. He's scrappy, scrappy. and he's got, yeah. a, he's got a good uh, center of gravity. Uh... I, I don't want to. This one's too close to call. I think it's a horrible grudge match that yeah. drags on Throw for a long time. Throw in a leprechaun, <laughs> then what? Yeah, all, well, the leprechaun obviously because they're yeah. pure evil. <laughs> um, Thomas Lennon, mm-hmm. you told a Same. story recently. Mm-hmm. I can't remember where I saw it, but I was fascinated by it, mm-hmm. and it involved a hypnotist in Vancouver. Yeah. I, uh, well, I used to when I first met you guys. I used to smoke a lot of cigarettes. Um, which was a terrible habit and something mm-hmm. you should not do. Dirty so, and filthy, kids. Filthy. Don't do so it. gross. Don't do it. Um, so I smoked for a long time, and then I, I finally... So I was up in Canada, and I had secretly started smoking again. Anybody who once smoked knows what secret smoking is. Sure. You do that thing where you just kind of like... You buy a pack, you just have one, and then you throw the pack away. But in Canada, a pack of cigarettes is like 26 Canadian dollars. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they're trying to get people not to smoke. So I would buy a pack of cigarettes, smoke one, throw it away, 
go buy another pack. Now I'm now I'm forty eight dollars yeah. into yeah. Uh, so I went. I, I now I, you're losing money on I'm the movie. I'm losing a fortune on the. So I I went and got hypnotized, and it took an hour and forty five minutes. I went under. A, you just put headphones on. It's basically like doing this show and listening to Bean, except you come out of it. And your brain has changed. Wait, forever. what were your thoughts going into it? Because I don't well, I, trust that at all. I didn't trust well, it at all. Okay. I stood outside right. and I was like, I also did that thing right before. I'm like, in case this works, I'm going to have like ten cigarettes right before I go in. <laughs> so I was just out. <laughs> so you just did it out of desperation because you were just so ticked at yourself. I was really mad at myself. I was yeah. so ang- mad at myself. So I went in, and, and honestly, I just laid down, put on headphones. She started talking to me. I don't really remember what she said. But none of it was, like, particularly weird. It was mm-hmm. like you're walking through the woods or something like that. I could probably do it to everybody right now if you're driving your car. I don't think that's a good idea. They're driving. Probably, probably bad you're idea. Driving, you're driving, you're not while driving, they're, they're driving. They don't driving think. Yeah, right. The traffic's bad enough. Are you hypnotizing them to keep driving? Yeah. Dumbest hypnotist ever. But I don't – I mean, what I would love to know is what could they not hypnotize? It seems like if you could do that, what can't they hypnotize? Did it work? Immediately. 100%. 100%. I walked out and I never thought about smoking again. What? That is shocking. It worked. Okay, but Tom, if that... Look, I'm not doubting any aspect of your story. Why is that person not the richest, most well-known hypnotist in America? I don't know. Well, for one, she's in Vancouver. Okay, good point. <laughs> good point. She's Canadian. Right. Okay. She's Canadian, so all her money but, is Canadian money. Doesn't right. it? I mean, if she, she could do that, she'd if, be the most famous in America as well. Yes. Right. yes. I feel like she could charge people $10,000 to do that if let's it really worked. Tell, let's not tell her this. How much did you pay? Uh, I think it was something like, here's the other thing, it costs a little bit. Oh, it does. And I think it costs a little bit so that you don't like blow it off. Yeah, because if it was good. five bucks, I would think it was it's a scam. Bucks, I'm like, not... ah, right. thank, thank you, right. and you tear it up like a like a flyer. But you rent you. castles. You've got nothing. I'm to renting <laughs> some of the most reasonably priced castles. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like the the water was cold. The hot water would run out in two seconds. Oh, oh yeah. it must have been awful to live in that castle. It was awful to live in that, <laughs> that you, castle on the west coast. Were of you Ireland. shocked an hour later, six hours later, twenty four hours later that you had no urge to smoke? It's really weird. I'll be honest. It's still weird today. Wow, yeah. it's it's just That's one of these shocking. Things. I know, her name because is, uh, you didn't believe in it. I didn't believe it. Even at all. when you... her name is, she's in Vancouver. Her name is. I'll tell you right now. Her name is Carrie Blaney. If you ever need to quit something, it was the best. Carrie I Blaney. would like to start smoking. Could she hypnotize oh, me? By the to way, do that? Bean, I could do that in two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I bop down to the French Quarter. You and me. <laughs> That's where Bean has never been. Yes. <laughs> that is an ama- that's an amazing story. All right. May I ask you one more completely unrelated thing? Because I, I save wait. up. In between your get, visits, I save I up things that I want to ask I, you about. If I'm correct? Okay. No. okay. I'm going to have the correct answer. Ready? Nothing. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Action number one. Yes. Oh, we wrote... Oh, this is fun. It so, sounds like the most fascinating plot for a movie ever. So we wrote up uh, Ben and I, Ben Garant, who I've written uh, about 12 movies with. Uh, we wrote two movies one year. One was Hell Baby. That we shot in New Orleans, New Orleans yeah. has been seen by that movie as of right now has been seen by four people, oh, which but was, they <laughs> loved it. Your boy saw it. Three, I, I'm your boy. You saw okay, it. Yes. Two people in the room have seen it, which, <laughs> which doubles the amount of people that have seen it. Yeah. And then we wrote another movie called Action Number One, which is about a semi-true story about uh, Action Comics Number One, which is the first appearance of Superman in a comic book, mm-hmm. and it was uh, briefly stolen from what? Nicolas Cage. 
Nicolas Cage owns a copy. He owns, as as we know, uh, at various points, has owned a lot of things like a Tyrannosaurus Rex skull, <laughs> right? A castle in um, the Isle of Man, sure. and he also owns an Action Comics number one. And he's a super cr- no pun intended, super crazy Superman fan to the a point p- where he named his it, son Kal El. Son is yeah. Kal El, right? Yeah, yeah, that's how big a fan. So he is. Uh, there was a, a so it's a semi true story. It's based on a true story of his Action number one got stolen, and this is a comic book. That I've seen one in at Comic Con in glass, but it's a comic book that's worth, depending on the year and time, somewhere between one and a half to two million dollars. Basically, it's, wow, it's one of the rarest. Crazy. You've toughest. seen the picture; it's like Superman holding up a he's, car. He's got a yeah, car yeah, over his yeah, head. Yeah, it's like the first time it. he's ever in something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a story about the. It's like a Ocean's Eleven heist about. Uh, some young nerds who want to Did steal. They, they caught the guy who <laughs> stole it? I think they, in, in the real life it was in returned without ever, I think, anyone being prosecuted for the crime. Oh, gotcha. Wow. It was, I think it was returned somehow. Is it Nick Cage found. aware of your movie? Oh, yes, yes. In fact, he was offered the role of Nicolas Cage and passed. <laughs> oh. He passed! Yeah. Not believable. Which I think is the only movie he's ever passed on to my knowledge. Congrats! Uh, yay! Congrats. Congrats. <laughs> That's difficult. But uh, he he gave his blessing but didn't felt like it was a little on the nose for him to play him. I yeah. feel like he, I feel like he would be so good He'd at be that, amazing though. as him. <laughs> Don't you think? <laughs> All right. Um, you did your Barnes & Noble thing the other night. Yes. Any other appearances for Ronan Boyle uh, Yes. Um, I'm going to be at bookstores all around the country for the next uh, couple weeks. I... I, I paused bookstore tours just because I, I ripped my meniscus so I just started walking again but I'm going to be at bookstores oh, all the around the country. author injury. Right? Yeah, the <laughs> classic. <laughs> just was, getting up from your word processor, yep. man. It can be dangerous. <laughs> uh, but so I'll be back on tour in a couple weeks uh, at like all kinds of bookstores all around the country. And uh, where in the kilt? Is that... uh, I'll often be in the kilt. I got a, okay. I got a saffron Irish kilt that it's I'll a be great in. Look. So come, come see what's underneath. It's a great look. The <laughs> book is called Ronan Boyle and the Bridge of Riddles. Check it out. It's perfect for the young person in your life. Let's not make it so long next time, Mr. Lennon. Thank you so much for stopping by. It's Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. Right now, let's talk about this dude that got an extra TV. And what would you do? A man in uh, Massachusetts was arrested after keeping a flat-screen TV that was sent to his house by mistake. He ordered a 74-inch TV. Mm-hmm. Okay. They delivered it to his house with an 86-inch TV. It's like a like a bonus. So he ordered one TV, and mm-hmm. he got two. If a brand-new TV was delivered to your house by mistake, would you keep it? Freetown man did just that, and now he's facing criminal charges. Police say they found the TV already mounted inside his home. By the way, um, how what would they arrest him on? I mean, they did get the TV. He did get the TV sent to his house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but if then you are alerted that you have property that's not yours by you, a company. You mean they contact you and say that was a mistake, give us the TV yes. back? Mm-hmm. Then you're a thief. Yeah. This case brings up some interesting legal questions. According to the Federal Trade Commission, if you receive merchandise that you didn't order, you can keep it as a free gift. All right! Score! No take back. Score! Yeah. I feel like there's more to the news story. That's fantastic! Are we going to break We'll be now? right back. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's more. Oh, okay. But then again, it's illegal to obtain goods under false pretense, and that's what police say happened here. What's a, what's the difference? That seems like a legal mumbo jumbo. Yes, if somebody sends you something in the mail and it's free, mm-hmm. you can keep it. It's a gift. But then he, they go on to say, no, 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 this is well, he under got, false pretense. He got picked up on another thing, and maybe they'll explain it. Okay. They surrounded the house um, and knocked on the door with flashlights 
coming through all the windows pretty much. They told me to come outside. They handcuffed me. Nick Memo describes what happened at his Freetown home Monday night when he was arrested for larceny and misleading a police officer. Larceny and misleading a police officer. I also want to point out that this man lives in a city called Freetown. <laughs> like, basically, that should play into that it. That should be, it's almost uh, unfair, like <laughs> incorrect advertising. Um, I, uh, I think they say he signed under a different name. Oh, that he oh, used he to signed di- for That's, the I package. Mean, listen, I don't believe. I, listen, this... I'm not saying f the police, but I don't believe this situation because I think this could happen to any of us. Right. You could open the door and there could be two packages instead of one. They brought it from the truck. Um, but they also are saying he pretended to be the person who also owns the second TV. Oh, so mm. he signed for. Both. One as himself and another one as That's someone what else? they're alluding, but I don't know. Okay. That sounds During wrong. a search inside, officers found this 86-inch flat screen mounted to the living room wall. I like that he already mounted it. Yeah, that, sure. That's the one it's he his. didn't order, the 86-inch. Mm-hmm. On the wall, Memo take admits it. it was delivered to his home by mistake, and he admits police tried to question him about it several days before his arrest. Did you answer their questions? Okay, now this is where you sort of get into, like, mumbo-jumbo. We're not sure we're hearing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because he's he's purposely vague. I answered what I could answer for questions without putting myself in jeopardy. I said, well, do I need to hire an attorney? They said I wasn't under investigation at that point. They were just asking questions. So I answered a lot of questions, what I don't know, just so I don't jeopardize myself. This is the TV that I purchased. Memo says he bought and paid for this 74-inch flat screen on Amazon. When a third-party shipping company delivered it, they also gave him a larger model TV by mistake. I mean, I feel like that was just being really generous. Who's to say what's a mistake and just generous? And uh, who knows if I bought two for one and right? didn't even know. Right? I, sometimes coupons get added to my stuff, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even know. Great, 20% off. Maybe they have a crazy sale going yeah. on. Buy one, get one free. How do you know? Did you ever think that, hey, they made a mistake, I should return this? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened, I said, you know. It's okay, a- right there is where he gets me, though. <laughs> Once he starts, like, looking into all the laws about this, now he knows that it's illegal and that he can't keep it. And he's just trying to figure out what trouble he could get in. Sir, we went into your Google history, and you Googled, (laughs) can I keep a free TV 50 times? I did, and I looked into all the laws and everything that happened. I said, you know, it's a scratch ticket. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Oh, it's total luck Mm, then. Yeah. Mm. So if they send it to you, it's yours. That's what he's saying. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. It's like a lottery. Yeah. Amazon said I had nothing to worry about. I made no wrong decisions at that point. The shipping company tells Boston 25 they made numerous attempts to contact Memo before they went to police. All right, here's where it gets really shaky Mm -hmm. for me. They tried to call his house and say, hey, we sent you an extra TV. What about sending that back? And he said... And the shipping company says Memo signed for the delivery, something he disputes. The dropship company tells me they tried to contact you five times and that you were never cooperative with them. I have my phone ringing all day long. I run a business. I get <laughs> calls from Google, website people. I have no reason to answer all these calls. If, if it's not important, I just hang up. Now, um, if uh, you run a business and people yeah. are calling your business line, yeah. don't you pick up all of those? The dude's full of crap. Right? Period. Yeah. He's running a business where he gets a lot of calls. He's like, oh, you know what? I miss theirs. I mean... My father, Who's got time? My father is deceased, so I could tell the story now. Okay. My dad moved to Las Vegas uh, at some point in my life and purchased a jacuzzi. Okay. And, uh, you know, 
some midlife sure, sure. midlife uh, single dad yeah, your leather, dad was planning some action leather sofa uh, <laughs> and so he buys this thing it's like a four grand five grand jacuzzi it's got the lights and the sprays and all these things to make it look cool condom dispenser <laughs> okay he's so happy about it so stoked and he's like it was expensive but it was worth it I was like yeah you know treat yourself and uh, he goes uh, weird though I've been checking my credit card bill and uh, nothing, nothing there. It didn't get charged. And I was like, all right. He's like, I guess they'll charge it next week. or mm-hmm. And then the next week it didn't charge it. And so he tells me, he says, do I call him? And I go, I don't know. They probably have some sort of 30-day net. You know, like they'll charge you in 30 days. And then 30 days passed and nothing. And my dad, one of our last conversations right before he died, he goes, you know, I never paid for that jacuzzi. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. The Kevin and Bean Show. It's a total disaster. On K-Rock. So Jensen, yeah, we bought a house recently. Uh, my wife and I, uh, Danielle, and we find ourselves um, doing a, a lot of uh, you know upgrades in the house and sure. sort of you know going to Home Depot a lot. And yeah, welcome to home maintenance. That's right. And one of the things that we've realized is after it rains uh, on our patio, it leaves a bit of a dirt oil patch, sure, a residue, sure. Yeah, not easy to get off. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so we. Decided to go to Home Depot and get a pressure washer. Oh, those are the best. Which are awesome. They're yes. so cool. Like those are those is... wands that are extra strong. Yeah, and yeah. like you, you know, you attach your hose to it, and then you kind of just walk around, and and, and a lot of water sort of pushes it off and into mm-hmm. the drain. Uh-huh. It's yeah. a great item. Sure. We went and got one, and we were gonna, you know, this weekend work together to fix this rain damage. Mm-hmm. How pregnant is your wife? That is important to deal with <laughs> because I'm wondering why she's not on the couch watching TV eating potato chips while her husband is out power washing the the front. She the, should be on a recliner yeah. in the front yard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> number one. Why is she involved in this at all? Number one, she's a badass. Two, she enjoys doing things like this. Mm-hmm. But also, I need the motivation in order to work as a team. <laughs> uh, so, power washer. So, so. We realized as we're getting ready that there is no plug outlet near our pool. Okay. Which is safe. Probably the right thing. <laughs> okay. That may be the whitest thing you've ever said, but Right. Well, <laughs> I haven't been on the show long enough then. Um, and so uh, we use an extension cord that's about 50 feet. Okay. So we are going to plug in the extension cord in the house. Oh, my God. And then plug it into the power, you know, the power washer. Right. So uh, Danielle goes, I'll go plug it in. I'll be right back. I mm-hmm. go, great. So I'm still putting together the power washer. And I look up. She goes, everything's good. The extension cord is from the house across the pool. Oh, no. In the water? What? Submerged in the water. Oh, no. <gasps> submerged. She's by... trying to kill you. I would say that it's submerged. It's her. Oh, wait, I thought she Well, we'll get into up. that. Okay. <gasps> it's submerged about two feet into the into the pool. Okay. Now, dumb question. Yes. If the extension cord is in perfect shape, there's no way water gets into it, right? So now these are all questions, and this is why I'm bringing it up on air. Okay. So now I just need to set the set the the scene a little bit more. Okay. So now it is across, and now we have plugged into the power washer. Mm-hmm. So no outlets or ends of the plugs mm-hmm. are touching any water. The okay. only thing is that the middle of the outdoor extension cord Mm -hmm. is completely submerged in a pool right my reaction she says completely genuine was oh god you know i couldn't believe what i was seeing right she's like what's wrong this is her explanation as to why i recorded her last night this is the reason she says she was fine with it because the plugs 
The actual plug part was not going to be underwater. One plug was inside the house. The other plug was 10 feet away from the water. The part that was under the water is completely wrapped in whatever extension cord material is wrapped in, and it was an outdoor extension cord. The only difference between indoor extension cord and outdoor extension cord is that one is subjected to outdoor elements, a.k.a. water. Okay. So we get into a thing, not an argument at all, but me Googling as fast as I humanly can. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's still pressure washing. My wife is seven <laughs> months pregnant. Yeah. And she and I, I'm sitting there being like, I don't want to touch the I don't want to touch the power washer. And she's mm. doing the one thing? Well, we're trying to figure out who who's gonna do it. Okay. So I'm saying I won't do it. <laughs> who can we afford to lose more in this family <laughs> to an electric vote, and water accident? I'm, I'm voting, saying there's no way I'm gonna touch it. I, yeah, but you can't send your wife and unborn child out there to potentially be electrocuted. You have to do it. So I say I'm going to go buy a longer extension cord because there is a plug in the front of the house. If we get 100 feet, it'll work out. And she goes, we don't have the time. It's going to get dark. And I'm now my whole body is sweating. <laughs> like, I, I can't breathe. I'm freaking out because, number one, I'm thinking she's going to make me do it. And I'm going to die in front you of my. You should do it. Well, she did it. She oh, did it. What? Oh, so there's no chance she should do it. I, Ever. I wouldn't do it. I thought I was. Oh, what a baby. And so she picked up the thing and we all just stared at each other. And she turned on the power and everything was fine. And she used the pressure, you know, the power washer. Right. And, uh, and then she unplugged it. Now, my question, because we have a lot of people who work in electricians and-, and Is it racist? And contractors. <laughs> was, oh, no, that's not it. It's not safe, right? Because there would just have to be one cut. If there's a cut, it's not safe. You die immediately. But what kind of bet is that? We should never yeah, be making no. that bet. And was it like a grounded extension cord with the three prongs? Or were you just putting like wimpy little indoor extension cords well, before we plugged it in, it was sparking a lot. No, I'm, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My question is, what's the downside? If the downside is death, then maybe don't do that. Yeah, well, don't it, try it. It was grounded. It, you know, it had a little protective, you know, cover over the outlet side of the plugs as well. Um, but there's no way I should have allowed my pregnant no. wife to do that, right? And oh. even worse, he's telling the story to a couple of us yesterday, <laughs> and I said, "You have to talk her out of it." And his response. I tried for like a minute. What? I'm like, what? I, I said, for the record, I said minutes. Okay. Jensen, okay. Do, you, do you know how much less funny this segment would have been had she been electrocuted? I mean, wow. Honestly. Wow. You would have still it's come great, in. Great and you would point, have, Bean. You would have wow. still told the story. But I'm telling you, that would have been a terrible ending. I, I don't make those kind of guesses anymore. I have to start thinking for three, right? I mean, yes. it's not, don't guess when it comes to being electrocuted. Yeah, you need to bubble wrap your wife. I, I'm, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, and I'm disappointed in myself. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. We played some tape yesterday from a guy who went viral with his video. Uh, he has a very heavy Chicago accent, mm -hmm. and he was doing the right thing. Johnny, by... Chicago, you want to... Oh. Just walk yeah. into the studio. Hey, how you guys doing over here? <laughs> oh, hey, yeah, we're gonna if we're gonna play that guy again who rescued a coyote, I'm not gonna have that over here well, this morning. Well, I understand. I got gotcha. you. Go Bears. <laughs> so he, yeah, he sees this uh, this coyote who's in very bad shape and does the right thing and rescues it and presumably uh, doesn't take it home, cook it, need it. Presumably gets it some help and releases it back into the wild. Mm -hmm. But people were just enamored by his very Chicago accent. Although Johnny Chicago, you were not impressed by it at all. Hell no, F that guy jeez <laughs> oh, all right so we got an email from our frequent listener edwin god bless edwin mm -hmm. i hope you'll consider him to replace me when i leave the show <laughs> and he 
made an instant request where he wanted to hear the Chicago Coyote guy talk to the guy from the video a couple years ago, Allie's guy from Boston. <gasps> I was... forgot about the Boston the whale guy. with the whale. Yes. Jay, was... look at this whale. <laughs> look at this whale. <laughs> so, uh, Edwin, we thought it was a great idea. We went to DJ Omar Khan to see if we could work it up. Here's your <laughs> instant request. Listen up. You instant make a request. Instant request. Instant request. No, it's okay. Hey, 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 hey. It's a baby. It's okay. Wheel hey. man. Shh. Holy sh. We are witnessing a baby wheel right here, dude. Holy sh. Come here. Hey. What is that okay. thing, dude? I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna with you. Don't worry about oh it. Oh my god! No, you're not that tough. Come here. Hey. Jay, let's get it! That thing looks hurt, Jay. You gotta go to a rehab facility or something. <laughs> that thing is hurt, bro. Holy sh! Look at this thing! Listen to me. Hey, you probably got mange. Maybe you got you got rabies? I should have brought my goddamn gloves. Oh man, Jay, let's Shh, pull it okay. in, dude! Oh it's my okay. god, what the f is that, bro? You need help. Oh my god, that thing looks dead, man! We gotta call the aquarium or something, dude. Did some redneck shoot your your parents? What's going on? You wanna try Come to on. pull it in? Shh, it's okay. Let's hook I'm it. Not gonna f with you. Not in a bad way. But please don't bite me. But I've had my rabies spider. Oh man, that thing's just dead. It's okay. What happened to your fox? What the hell is it? Yeah? I think you gotta come with me. Let's pull up next to that, bro. Let's help it. It's gonna take you to a rehab. The same guy, by the way. My friend Cece works in a rehab. Shh, it's okay. Oh man, we're calling the Coast Guard. That was cute. You think you're tough. You're trying to show me you're tough. I believe you. I believe you're so tough. Well, if that's a flounder, man, let's pull it in, Jay. Come on. Come on, let's go. Oh my God, you're emaciated. Jay, that is still good meat on that <laughs> fish kid. Please don't bite me. Please don't bite me or give me mange. Look at that thing. Oh, you too. Uh oh. You're probably sick. It needs help, whatever it is, dude. It's dying. Okay. Have we not established that I'm not gonna eat you? Jay's got a little fishing hook. Are you me? That's the hook you come? Oh, my God. Oh, we got it! You're pretty underweight, and, uh, you know, you, you didn't want any of that uh, turkey jerky I gave you. Oh, man, Jay, that is a... That's a tuna, bro. I just seen a tick jump ship. Oh, my God. Which means uh, either there's some sort of problem with your blood flow. Holy Jay. Uh, or the tick itself thinks you don't stand a chance. But I'm going to see that you have a chance. Let's get it in the boat, bro. Yeah. All right, let's get it. I just gonna, You know what I was going to do? Just take you to a nice rehab facility. Oh, my God. And then they'll uh, release you back to the wild, and you can go eat some feral cats and squirrels and stuff like that, you know? This is crazy. <laughs> Yes, I know. I know there are TV executives listening. If there is not, if there is not a show on the air this fall starring those two guys, then you don't deserve your job. <laughs> the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. Time for the after line three two three five two zero A F R O. Twenty four hours a day, any topic is fine. You leave us a message, we play them back. Hey, Kevin and Bean. My name is Christina, first time caller. I know it's been a long time. But I just wanted to say... I knew that was going to come back and haunt me. Someone did it to you at April Foolishness. At April Foolishness. It was yeah. the greatest. It was beautiful. And she said, just a minute, uh -huh. took a drink, and then gargled. Yeah. 
So for those of you who didn't hear the story, first 10 years I worked with Bean, one of us would start gargling and the other one had to start the Monster Mash. It's so weird. It's ridiculous. It's so weird. Don't know how that started. And the person that was gargling would gargle until they died, unless the other person started. So finally, the other person just learned, all right, I'll just start doing it. It was a mistake to tell the masses. I'll tell you that right now. Hi, this is DJ Omar Khan. <laughs> Seriously, I can't stand Omar Khan. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. You know the Hulkamaniacs, dude? There's never been a threat as bad as Omar Khan, dude. And we need to save Kevin and Bean Show, brother. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite part of the impression. Thank you, sir. <laughs> you <laughs> All good impressions end with you telling me who you are, yep. though. Agreed. Hey, Omar. Okay, now that we got that out of the way, listening to you talk about soups has made my hangover Saturday even worse. How could you forget about bisque? Bisque even considers a stoop? Bisque soup? What about stew? These are the questions you need to be asking. These are the questions that plague our society. Uh, bisque, we brought up in passing. Yeah, we did. We said bisque. lobster bisque. Mm-hmm. And did. then stew, we left off. But I do believe it's a soup, yes. Do you? I think it's more of a hearty meal. No. But it's a soup. Soup can be a hearty meal but it as does well. Fa- it does but fall then why the... is chili not a soup? Oh, it, right? Consistency. Consistency, yeah. Well, same with stew. You've got like big old chunks of meat and potato. I think I'm with Ellie. Thank you, Kevin. I think I'm with Ellie. Sounds like someone <laughs> dated a stew. S-T-U. With meat. Uh, meat. This stew. is Hulk, by the way. This is Hulk, by the way. <laughs> hey, guys. This is Kevin Levine. Uh, podcast listener here. I was wondering, last week on the show... I think you guys had uh, Brad Williams on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was so funny. I remember when he... Very stuck on it now. Wow, okay. it's back. Hmm. Let's stop doing that. Hey, I'm a podcast listener. Um, By the way, I doubted all, all of these phone calls usually have a twist or they're funny mm-hmm. or whatever. An actual, genuine, nice comment. Hmm. This message is more for Bob Saget. And I just wanted to say thank you for everything you've done to spread around awareness for scleroderma. I lost my father um, to that awful disease or whatever, like 11 years ago. And it sucks because like, I can't talk to anyone about it because it's, it, it feels like no one knows what it's, it's about. So um, thank you for everything you've done. All right. Bye. Oh, great. I'd never heard of it before. I started going to Bob Saget's thing either. I, yeah. Scleroderma, I didn't know was a thing that existed, but he lost his family members to it as well. So he does great work on that thing. Uh, this is not a call we need. Baby shark, baby shark, baby shark, baby shark. You're welcome. Oh, that's going to ruin everyone's day. All day. Mm-hmm. All day. I'm going to have that in my head. Limpina. <laughs> Good delivery, thank you. Klein does uh, the show in the afternoons with Stryker. Never heard of him. And apparently, uh, Stryker's starting perhaps to get on his nerves a little bit. Hey guys, it's Klein. Help me. Stryker doesn't let me leave the studio. All this talk about ducks and crab, <laughs> giant cover. He's a sick man. A sick, sick man. Okay, gotta go. I hear someone. 
Oh, my God, you guys. We've really uncovered something, right? It got dark. (laughs) (laughs) You need to check in with them and see what's going on for sure. Um, It's possible that I make a a mistake occasionally. What? Yeah. Anyone else notice how Kevin keeps saying MCU universe? You know what the U of MCU stands for, Kevin? Kevin! (laughs) I mean, to be fair. I'm not sure what you're going to say, but thank you. Uh, ATM machine. Same. Right? I don't say that. I say Doesn't help, ATM. though, because oh. that's wrong as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was trying Thank to help. <laughs> well yep. said, Kevin. <laughs> Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Really looking forward to the Weenie Rose this year. I know sometimes you do like a, a secret surprise guest or a secret opening act. I'm thinking Menudo. That would be spanking. That would be spanking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, that would be spanking. That would be spanking. <laughs> I would be into it. <laughs> Hey, Bean, I know you're not really good at this whole, like, people saying goodbye to you and saying nice things to you and everything. I know, I know, I know. But I think I speak for everyone when I say that. All right, before we move on, I just want to remind people. Mm -hmm. Bean has a really hard time with heart attacks Mm -hmm. and strokes and anything of the human condition that happens immediately. He wants to see it coming. He needs a trail of proof. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it freaks him out that something like that could happen when yesterday that person was perfectly fine. Yeah. I really, really hope that you die of a heart attack before you go to England. Now, hear me out, you know, because the very next day, all of us in the air can be like, well, I don't understand. I mean, like, he was doing just fine, you know, talking on the radio one day and the next day, bam, he's dead. Like, can we call Dr. Drew and ask, like, what happened or, like, you know, how we can stop this? And, oh, oh, you know what's even better? Kevin. Speaking at your funeral, can you imagine that? I have uh, uh, a long-time friend him. Oh, my God, please. Can we make this happen? Somebody get Dr. Drew on the line to see how we can make this happen. Wow. He had a he had a fantasy. He has a full fantasy, <laughs> and it's very developed. Well done. That was Hulk Hogan, by the way. 323-520-AFRO. <laughs> <laughs> you can leave us a message about anything 24 hours a day. Why did we agree to do this? Why did we agree to do anything? I hate us. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. I hate us. So uh, one day last week, Thursday or Friday, I randomly brought up that I had a racist dog. How did we get on the topic? Do you remember, Allie? Uh, Because I did a story about how dogs, a study found that dogs are the best sensors of whether someone's a good person or a bad person. There you go. Yeah. And I said that may be true, but I think dogs can also be racist. And I I think they can be trained that way, Bean. I didn't have anything to do with it. Just saying. This was my dog, Santa's little helper, and she would bark at all black people. And I don't know why. She was very white, by the way. Santa's little helper may, I mean, I'm, clearly she was racist. That's but a she given, was also yeah. a super white dog. <laughs> the whitest dog ever? She was very white. But you say it was Aryan? <laughs> I, I, I think you could fairly say that she was Aryan. Wait, only though? Only black people, yes. What? And, and I'm telling you that it wasn't, and I don't understand why it was. I mean, now, granted, I lived in Seattle at the time, so she didn't have a lot of exposure to African Americans because it's the you know one of the whitest cities in the North, North America. Right. Why you moved but there? When, why you went there? Sure. When we did come across an African American person, even on the street, even when she was in the car, just in you know in the passenger seat, looking out the window, and we drive by a black dude. She just started howling her head off. There was just some, <laughs> something. There she is now. 
It was the weirdest thing, and I could never under. I, she never had a bad experience with a black person, and before you asked, that must have been so embarrassing. Of course, <laughs> yes, of course. Your because, dog, yeah, because one minute you're walking and she's just so sweet and so cute, and the next minute, you know, you're you're you know you're an attack dog. There, people start looking around for the fire hoses. You know, was, of course, it was terrible. Jeez. All right, pretty Courtney quick. Answer. Is going to solve this one for us on line one. She's in LA. She has the perfect explanation of why. My dog was racist. I can't wait to hear this, Courtney, because it's troubled me my whole life. So there's something called an implicit bias. I don't know if you've ever heard of what an implicit bias is or implicit biases. So, yeah, there are subconscious bias towards other people that we're not aware of. People like uh, professors at the university and police officers uh, typically have to take implicit biases training so that they can understand if they're biased towards certain people. But dogs can pick up on our implicit biases. Oh, so, oh I see. So being subconsciously, yeah. being subconsciously racist hates black people, and 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 by osmosis, and by osmosis, the dog can pick up on but those. That couldn't look. That doesn't make any sense. You it doesn't make know. any sense. I mean, like I live in a predominantly African American city now, and I walk Linus every single day, and he loves everybody, no matter who they are. He's very excited to see them and have them, you know, have them acknowledge and, and play with him. Maybe so, you grew a little bit since Santa's little helper. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe you don't have that bias towards all black people, but certain ones, like certain black people, maybe put you on edge, and mm. maybe your dog. That it sounds racist. It has to turn around and be on me, by the way. I mean, Santa was the racist. <laughs> right, but we're trying to figure out because it doesn't make any sense logically Okay, how a dog... I mean, you raised that, that dog, right? Though. Did you raise the dog? I did. Yeah, it was I my boy. A puppy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Courtney, I reject you totally, but I love you for listening and calling. Thank you so much. Uh, let's go to Willie, East Los Angeles. Line four, please, up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, Willie. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Hey, check this out. I got a little mutt. And I, every time I get my black black buddies come down, he he uh, he pees on them, and I kind of did a little uh, experiment, and uh, he does do that on them. So why? Uh, you know, have you ever considered why? Uh, maybe he's colorblind. I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean that doesn't really he's that colorblind. Doesn't, yeah, that well, doesn't. That actually, works the other way. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Monica Long Beach up next. Line six here on K Rock. Hey, Monica. Hi, good morning. We're very perplexed by this help. Yeah, do you, do you have any uh, have any experience with racist dogs? Yes. Uh, one of my closest friends, she's Filipino. Mm-hmm. All of my friends are Asian. As soon as they walk in, they're German Shepherd Daisy. They greet, She greets them with, like, love and affection. As soon as me and another uh, one of my friends who's Mexican walks in, then she starts being aggressive. And then yapping at us and trying to bite us. That dog hates Mexicans. That's crazy. And, and what do you think I, that is? She's not a fan of tacos. <laughs> <laughs> it's very specific. That's, a, that's as good an excuse as any, I guess. Okay. Let's go to Armando <sighs> in Glendora. Hi, Armando. Hey, good morning. How's it going, party people? Good, thank you. Good. What happened? All right, so it's the 4th of July about three years ago, and I'm out of Pismo Beach. I left my party, and I, I, I'm walking by myself, and this white little dog just attacked me. Like, it's about a 10-pound dog just attacked me. Out of everybody in that pier, everybody was white except for me. <laughs> so that dog just made a beeline for you specifically and no one else on the pier? Absolutely. And, and what's your race? What do you look like? I'm Mexican. Okay, what's... and the dog knew it. But how? But, what? I mean, I but how? That makes no sense. Because the dog doesn't like tacos, Kevin. 
And they, she knew because the dog was like, build that wall, and ran right at him. <laughs> pretty much. I'm pretty sure it happened somehow. Dog was checking IDs. He was like, oh, Armando. I see. I see. Yeah. Thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Eric writes in from Whittier. When I lived in Monterey Park, which is predominantly Asian, my pit bull Berlin would lose her mind when an Asian person would walk in front of the house. She was never aggressive toward anyone else. She made it very clear that she was racist toward Asians. So it seems to be pretty much spread around. Dogs are racist. Mother effers. Do you think it has anything to do with that implicit bias that the first caller called about? Or do you think this is too many people? Honestly, I don't know. It seems like it's too many people. All right. Let's squeeze in a a couple more. Let's try Nathan's line two, Santa Ana. Up next on the Kevin Meat Show. Morning. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good morning. What's up? Hey, so I had a dog when I was a kid, a shepherd dog. And the shepherd dog I had did not like fat white people. Yeah, the reason my mom told me when I was a kid was because it was a shepherd dog, and I guess it thought that fat white people were cows or sheep. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I, I love his mom. Come on. Let's give it up for Nathan's mom. It's <laughs> amazing. I want your mom, 2020. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We need to revisit a topic that came up on the show uh, Friday, I guess, when we had Paul Shear in. Yeah, we were talking about, uh, we were doing 60 seconds, and I asked him what the worst job he ever had was. And I got to tell you, it was surprising. What was okay. your first real job? Uh, I rollerblading around New York City, uh, trying to get people to sign up for Prodigy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. Uh, that's, uh, that's a job. And for those who don't know what Prodigy uh, was, it was basically like a, one of the first internet providers. It was like even before AOL. Right. That's how you could get into the internet and get into websites. And But how do you get a job where you have to roller skate around New York? Rollerblade. I mean, rollerblade, sorry. Even worse. <laughs> this is well, crazy. I mean, I think that was his choice. I don't think the, re- the requirement was to rollerblade. He just thought that's the fastest way to cover more ground, I guess. He could have taken I mean, a bike. You're assuming that. I am assuming, yeah. <laughs> I can't also, imagine they make you rollerblade. Yeah, he wanted to look badass. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's if you picture Paul Shear rollerblading, what's more badass than that? Absolutely. Imagine living in a time though, and I guess it's kind of like the cell phone wars now, where everybody's trying to get you know you to switch or whatever. But imagine going door to door and trying to get people to sign up to your internet provider. Yeah, that's rough. And imagine at that stage, maybe even trying to talk people into knowing what the internet was and why they needed it. On rollerblades. <laughs> I wouldn't trust anything anyone is selling me when they're on rollerblades. That's just discounts what they're saying no matter yes, what? Yeah. So we wanted to talk about the the worst uh, job that you ever had. Kevin, I know you had uh, you went through quite a few jobs before I, you got into the sweet spot of radio. I, um, I had three or four different uh, construction jobs just because it's what was available. And one of them was scraping the cement off the floor. In a, it was still being built clearly in a uh, apartment complex of had to be a thousand rooms, mm-hmm. all identical. So I'd have to go into one, scrape the floor, go into the next one, seemed like the same one, scrape the floor. It was the worst, like mind-numbing dullness I've ever been a part of. But you're a patient guy and a hardworking guy and a tenacious guy, right? So then we started playing baseball with a two by four and a piece of wood. <laughs> and the and the boss found us and fired us, and I was never more happy. Ah, that's my story. All right, let's mm. go to Marty. He's in Sherman Oaks, line one. By the way, I, I know we've heard some bad jobs. I don't know how anyone's going to top Marty. Hey, Marty. <laughs> Seriously, hey guys, how you doing? we're good. Thank you. Tell us about this job. Okay, so it was the uh, 1980s in Phoenix, and uh, 
in the summer times, me and my friend, we would, uh, well, we'd get a job cleaning the, we called it cleaning the manholes, but really you clean, you take the manhole cover off and you go down into the sewer. And there'd be two guys, there's two guys with a rope and a bucket on each end. And one guy would lower the bucket down and you take a trowel. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. Allie is gagging. Allie is gagging. Wait, how much an hour? Five bucks. Five bucks an hour. Yeah. In, in, the it, summer, in the summer, where it's 115 Phoenix. degrees, yeah. Oh God! It was, it was so hot down there. It would be like 140 degrees. It was so hot that when you popped your head up and it was only 105, you'd be like, "Oh, this is amazing! Oh, it's so nice." But and cool. at least it smelled good. So you had that yeah, going for you. It was wonderful. You, it was which beautiful. Which is nice. I don't know how you don't faint down there, honestly, and and vomit. And, and faint while you're vomiting. <laughs> Vomit right. And face plant all mainly, at the same time. It was mainly new construction, so it was a lot of, like, dirt, like the bulldozer. Oh, okay, that's dirt. not as bad. Well, that does help. Yeah. How, how long did yeah. you keep that job? Uh, oh, I think I did it, like, one summer. Like, you know, that was it. All right. Well done, Marty. Appreciate the call. Kids, don't complain about whatever job you have <laughs> if it's not Marty's job, all right? Let's say good morning to Leo and Rosemead. Hi, Leo. Hey, how you guys doing? We are good. We're talking about those early jobs that you have to take. Sometimes they're awful. Which one sticks out in your mind? Well, I worked for the Census Bureau, so that was in uh, 2010. Uh-huh. And uh, so basically, you know, I had to literally just count uh, humans, uh, which is a Did lot you go door-to-door? Hard, hard, harder than it seems because uh, they thought that, you know, either I was a Mormon, you know, dressed up or uh, Jehovah's Immigration. Witness. Yeah, Jehovah's Witness, which I also was. You know, so I, I was used to that as well, getting hosed or getting, you know, people. So did you count the, the people in the house and then and also tell them about the Lord? <laughs> yeah, 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 basically, yeah, 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 mix it up, you know. He said people would hit him with a hose, in by the way. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry? You said people would get you with a hose, right? Yeah, man. No, in my own neighborhood, I would get, like, like gangsters and stuff saying, hey, you know where you're at, Holmes? I'm like, yeah, I live down the street, man. I'm not, like, I'm, I'm with the government and stuff, and, like, like I'm trying to get, you know, deported or something and like that's no crazy. no i'm just counting people that's all i'm doing man <laughs> hey um ser- serious question of interest only to me do, do you get a list of people who did not return their census paperwork via mail and then your job is to go to the houses that haven't responded and find out what's up what? Uh, it doesn't uh well the supervisor our supervisors had that on um, that job which they said is unbelievably bad they're very badly run and it's going to be even worse because of uh Trump, just how they're going to classify races and stuff, and that's the most awkward part. Yeah, because I mean, Mexican, I'm considered white. It's okay. weird. Well, this this whole conversation got weird, uh, but we're glad you yeah, called. It's, it's really, it was just all bad. Don't and blame the, Don't blame Leo. That was your question. Yeah, you went deep dive. <laughs> well, I'm fascinated with the census, and we and we have another one next year, so there are going to be lots of Leos out there sure. going door to door, knocking on people's doors. All right, Jacia. Hi. Hi there. Hey, what's up? Okay, so um, back in around 1991, I worked for a company called Great Expectations, where we cold called people at their homes and asked if they wanted to date or if they were single and wanted to come in and make a video of themselves, talking about them, you know, all about themselves, what they like to do. And then they would buy a, a packet of, well, you get to sit down and go to a viewing room and do other videos and pick someone and go on a date. So, wow. so this was, this it was, was pre-internet. Before, yeah, pre-internet. You got to try to get people in a room so they can look through other people's binders, what, basically. What a to... terrible gig that would be, though, because are you single? 
I'm hanging up. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? I would imagine the success rate for a caller in that business would have to be one in a hundred, right? Yeah, well, the, the the thing that we that motivated us was that if someone signed up and got a package, $1,500 or whatever, to view others and actually come and make a video, we got commission from that. Oh, all right. So that was our motive. That was very motivating to get someone to see dollars you guys. $1,500 for great. That's incredible. Thank you for the call. I appreciate that. All right. We only have time for one more, Kevin. I'm going to vote for uh, Henry and Silmar, line four. What do you think? Uh, sure. Good morning, party people. How are you doing? We are good. good. Bad job. All right. Well, it, it wasn't a bad job. I mean, it was for the city park and recs, but uh, my job, being that I worked the four hours, I would have to catch as many gophers and dispose of them as I could within those four hours, meaning I'd have to kill the gophers. He's Carl Spackler. Carl Spackler. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it was it was at Woodley Park, the cricket field, and very popular, so they wanted to keep the gophers from digging holes. On the cricket field. Henry, what was your so, percentage? How, how did you do as a killer? Uh, I would get about seven to eight a day. Oh, wow. My. He's a serial and, killer. And sometimes uh, the, um, the gophers, the traps, they would, they would still be alive. So we would ha- they would be so fat, I would have to pull them and you could fill them. Okay. All like right. Yeah, I don't think we need details yeah, on that. that. That wasn't a good job. It wasn't. It wasn't that great for the gophers either, yeah. by the way. <laughs> a little PTSD feeling from Henry. <laughs> Oh, wow. Wasn't, wasn't okay. All right. Henry, stop talking. He's talking about eating it. What's happening? It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I understand you're about to introduce us to our new favorite person ever. Well, I mean, not Allie's, but um, this show, I think this came out first a couple of years ago on no, Dr. August Phil? of last year. August of last yeah. year uh, on Dr. Phil. And I never thought that I would be fully on Dr. Phil's side, but this girl pushed me in that direction. Her name is Nicolette. She is just about to turn 16, I think, or just about to turn 15. She's 15 she, at the time. Oh, 15 at the time. Okay. Why isn't Jensen leading this segment? He seems to have all the answers. <laughs> well, I got the clips, though. He's got the clips, which oh, is okay. most important. So this is the mom and the daughter, and they're setting up the entire premise of their problem. This is me. This is my daughter. She spends too much. I give her too much money. Yeah. It's the whole setup. My 16-year-old daughter, Nicolette, is extravagant, spoiled, and bratty. Nicolette is beyond entitled. I can definitely say we're quite affluent. My mom raised me with everything I've ever wanted, and she needs to continue. It's the only life I've ever known. I went to amazing schools. I had a driver. I had a nanny, personal trainers. At a very young age, Nicolette had her own credit cards with absolutely no credit limit. All right, I just like to say credit cards with no credit limit, and she's about to turn 16? Yikes. It's odd that she says they say 16 in the clip because you'll learn in a minute the biggest problem with her turning 16 soon. No, sure. But Nicolette is a real nightmare. (laughs) Some months her credit card bills would be 10,000. I just paid the bill. Nicolette had an allowance of $5,000 a month to cover her expenses. I have some $5,000 Chanel bags, a couple of those. In the past year, I probably have given her about $100,000. I don't even keep track anymore. I know I'm a spoiled brat, but I enjoy the lifestyle, you know? Now my spending allowance per month is $1,000. I feel like a peasant. I oh mean, my God. in her defense, you're 15. How do you get by on $1,000? $5,000 a month. So now Dr. Yeah. Phil and the mom are sort of talking about what she needs to do, what she needs to do with her life, and how they can sort of pull her back into line. And her mom says, I think the best thing would be to start with a job. No. Yeah, absolutely. No. She needs a job. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Some of the crowd. 
They're all laughing at it. Now, let me <laughs> let me ask you this, Jensen. You think this is real? Yes, I've done. I think it's real too. Extensive research. She has since leaned into the character. Oh, a bit, is that right? But that's because the same way the Cash Me Outside girl was sort of like, oh, I see a career out of this. And this girl's obviously career minded. She wants to be rich and have whatever. And she has like sort of embraced it now. But right. no, this is a very. If also, if this is her acting. Let's put her on any television show because she's killing. <laughs> so then Dr. Phil circles around a little bit later and he tells her that she needs to get a job. You, you need a job. No, I don't want a job. Well, I know. It's so much work. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, she's, she's all of us. I mean, I'm, she's right. I'm not sure if I hate her more. Her, or her mother. You should hate the mom. Her more. mother the is mom, an definitely. awful human being, and yeah. unless she's getting help as to not be a pushover idiot, correct? Then this girl's going to continue doing this. Here's something I thought I'd never say. In Doctor Phil's defense, uh, <laughs> he does focus on the mom and explains Good. that she needs to reparent and sort of reestablish herself. And, and is there it. a dad in the picture? I. I didn't hear any. Uh, they didn't even mention it. Yeah, because okay. both of these women are so awful. No man would ever want to live in the house with them. <laughs> I don't know, but I want a mom that has that much money. I, you know what? The bills were a hundred thousand dollars last month. I don't even, or last year. I don't even take. I don't even notice it anymore. I just paid it. Who's got that kind of money? Oh my gosh! So then she, uh, Nicolette says, for my sixteenth birthday, well, birthday, I need a G wagon. Mm-hmm. And then Doctor Phil follows up on that. You want a G wagon for oh, your sixteenth yeah. birthday? I need my G wagon. There's no question. I need it. There's no question. Yeah. You need that. Yeah. My mom's buying a Bentley for herself. Why can't I get a G-Wagon? Why do you need a G-Wagon? They're just, the interior is so nice and there's no blind spots at all. Like it's so big and open. There's so much trunk space. It's amazing. And I, I really want a nice car. She wants to give me a Mercedes C-Class. Oh, oh, oh baby. Now, I want you to listen closely for Dr. Phil, because in the background, both I think his mom and his daughter are talking over. But Dr. Phil does turn to the mom in reaction to this and makes a joke about the Mercedes C-Class and calls her a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how dare you give her only a Mercedes C-Class? I I will accept that car. I I started with a Honda or a Toyota and then it barely gets. I will be happy with that car, but the thing is, I want my (laughs) G-Wagon. I want my G-Wagon. Really? A C class. So we started with a, like a Honda, a Toyota. I got. I started Absolutely with a Toyota. Not. I will not be driving anything that can be considered an Uber X. An, a what? An Uber X. An Uber X. Yes, we're going Uber Lux and above. Oh my God. <laughs> she's the best, right? Is that no, what we're saying? No. Mom, she's horrible. Mom, how do you feel about what you're seeing right now? I don't like what I'm seeing. I've created, you created me. I've created a Beverly Hills brat. You raised me. Should have done better. <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! So that's that's the that's the kid's uh, defense right there. It's not my fault. You're it's your mom. fault. So then Dr. Phil talks a little about self-respect. If she gets out in the world, she gets a job. She'll be able to trust herself, and she'll know that she can stand on her own two feet and help out um, society. What you need to do is do what is required for her to be better. Is she going to be unhappy about it? Yes. $5,000 a month, $2,500 a month, $1,000 a month is insane. $1,000? I, I think that's I'm insane. I'm barely living. She's barely living with $1,000 a month. <laughs> I mean, she's, she's convinced me. You, you need a job. No, I don't want a job. It's so much work. <laughs> <laughs> 
Guys, what are, we have to burn something down. What are we burning down? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. They're all doing great. Except for Kevin. K-Rock. Just want to say object to this, and uh, I feel like this is a negative. No, okay. not at all. No, positive. Look. And I would just like it noted somewhere... Do we keep notes? <laughs> yeah. We don't. Okay. You're putting the, you're reading this into the record. Okay, yeah. Look, look, look. If something... All right, how do I put this? It, it, uh, let's say somebody's never seen The Matrix. All right, mm-hmm. Kevin? You would be so excited to sh- share The Matrix with them. You would be like, you guys, you cannot believe how great this movie is, this series of movies is. you got to see it. I can't believe you missed it the first time around. Watch The Matrix. Trust me, you're going to love it. That's what this is. Big this Matrix is... head over here? No, yeah, this... I don't know no, why you picked Matrix. Example, just Can you, as an bad example. Ex- bad example, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just as an example of a great movie that somebody missed, but yeah. you would be excited to share it with them because you know they'll love it. You'd be yeah. pumped. That's how mm-hmm. we feel, Ali and I and mm-hmm. Chip and the rest of us feel, yeah. about Jensen mm-hmm. having never heard one of the greatest moments in Ever. the history of Kevin and Bean. Ever. Which just so happened, thanks to our listeners who reminded us, yeah. last Thursday, the 18th of April, was the two-year anniversary mm-hmm. of one that, of the... That's not a thing! It's it one is. of the best yeah. things. We don't have anniversaries and moments with. Well, we should, Let me have, just say, we should have this anniversary every year. Uh, yeah, thank you to Jason Demeskita, who said, just a reminder, tomorrow is the two-year anniversary of Kevin's greatest moment with... Ever. Hashtag sickle penis story. Hashtag Kev dog. Jason, thank you. Because then we mentioned to Jensen, like, you've heard that, right? He's like, I don't think so. <gasps> oh, the joy. And now we all have it set in our phones for the anniversary. Absolutely. For every year. So yeah, we'll never great. forget, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. So when the show comes on at 5.30 a.m., usually I tell a story of something that has happened in the news. We call it the thing. Well, I was on vacation yes. for this thing. Mm-hmm. Kevin was doing the thing. Yes. And doing it well. So here are just <laughs> some highlights. And Jensen, please try to follow as yeah. you'll hear poor Allie tried to follow as her brain <laughs> practically melts down with the details of this story of Kevin talking about a very sad incident that happened. Okay. Um, I'd like to start off today's show with a, with a very, very fine story. <laughs> Okay. A uh, jilted woman cut off her lover's penis with a sickle. Oh. A sickle? <laughs> <laughs> like a knife time. is bad enough, but this is a sickle? A sickle. Before fleeing with it. The sickle? Yes. Down the street after he told her he was marrying someone else. Now, that is a very key moment that we mm-hmm. will be coming back to sure. later. Mm-hmm. After he told well, her it he, makes sense so he far. was yeah, right? yeah, someone man, else. Man, That's I'm the last second. He kept yeah. quiet about what happened at his girlfriend's home. This is in India, by the way. Okay. The uh, police said it was a case of attempted murder and being registered against the 20-year-old girl, who they actually did end up finding, mm-hmm. um, who was a neighbor of the victim. <laughs> so she was his neighbor, and she was dating him for four years. Okay. All right. All right. Still there. Still when, in. When, listen to Allie, by when, the way. She's, she's losing I'm now. starting to lose it. Okay. Listen, listen to, okay. Okay. All right. So she started to go, wait, he's married, but that's his girlfriend, but they're neighbors. Okay. I'm, I'm still with you. Yeah. I'm still with you. And she cut off his penis. Right. Because he wouldn't leave his wife. Wait. <laughs> I need you to tell this story better. But by you... the way, I've saved that piece of tape. We'll be playing, we'll be playing that for the rest of time. <laughs> I need you to tell this story better. But you said... Girl cuts off his penis. Because he was going to marry someone else, you said. 
because she was going to marry someone else. He was already married, and he was a neighbor. <laughs> Are you still tracking, Justin? No. It's not possible no, to still be tracking. It's possible. This is, this is quite a circle I've went <laughs> It's a journey. Yeah. Wait, because, she, wait. She was his neighbor. No, neighbor doesn't even matter, Kevin. <laughs> all right, so Allie at this point is just trying to cut through all the extraneous BS. <laughs> just <laughs> stick to the essential facts. I don't need to know what color their car was that they drove, okay? Neighbor. They dated for four years. Right. And then he was going to marry someone else, you said. So she cut off his penis. But now you're yes. saying he's already married? That he had already been married to other people, yes. And by the way, I've listened to this like 30 times. I don't get he was married to other people. He's either married or he's not married. Uh, can well, I just interject yes, here? Yes, please. Um, the reason that you're not getting that is because somebody was missing a page of the story, so he was making things up. I, I printed out the story. It's real. It's real. And page two, completely missing. So I page one, the very beginning, and page three, the very end. And by the way, super complex story, right. too, it that is, I'm trying to win. In his head, he's thinking, oh, I'm just, this is what awesome. What the hell? This is also, great Now that adding. I know that, when he's like, yeah, no, absolutely, married to other people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that was my way of saying, don't focus on the fact right, that he's married right, now. Right. Right. Did I, did I yeah. tell you they were neighbors? Okay. <laughs> All right. All right, so you're winging it. So, yes. so that makes sense. All right, more again from two years ago last Thursday. So the way she did it was she lured him into a three-way with his wife. This is so math. wife, okay, husband, uh-huh. neighbor. So apparently, um, she was unhappy that the marriage was arranged, okay, and that he had married somebody else, and that she, her marriage was starting to be arranged, and she wanted him. So she, <laughs> I'm so confused about <laughs> her. We just added that, that. That whole part. All of it was just me talking. Like, I had no idea what was going on. How is her marriage being arranged? I was 100% lost at that point. I was just like, um, and then. All right, I think Allie's about to burst in with a question. Okay. I guess it was a, if I can't have you, no one can? Right. She, it says here, the girl uh, uh, invited the victim to her residence with okay. his wife and cut off his private part using a reaping hook. The wife was there witnessing this all, or did she have a blindfold as well? <laughs> the wife... Okay. Okay. The wife wasn't there. <laughs> By the way... I would just like to point out that I, that I, that I sound mad at Allie yes, like were. it's her fault. You were. Oh, my oh, God. Oh okay, my so God. the wife wasn't there, He's you guys. with me. <laughs> right, I was upset at you. All All right, right, I don't know. We have more. You're making this up I'm as not, you go. I'm not. I'm just she telling you. point. invited him over with the wife for a three-way. Right, that's what he thought the wife was there, and the girl, the next-door neighbor, put Put the blindfold Kevin, on. is there a sickle <laughs> or a penis in this story? Yes, Are both. you sure? Unfortunately, both. <laughs> Kevin, in retrospect, was oh. there a sickle or a penis there in this story? There was a sickle and a penis, oh, yes. There was. We okay. know that's true. I just don't know most of the... <laughs> Most <laughs> of the we know the I know headline. that that happened. Yeah. That's all I know. One of the greatest moments in Caribbean uh, history. Yeah. Right here. Two oh. years ago last Thursday. And thank you. There'll never uh, come a year where we don't commemorate that event. Yeah. Never forget it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I uh, have something I'd like to talk about. Okay. Uh, I have a pregnant wife. Mm-hmm. And 
the one thing that, and we've talked about it before, the one thing that has been the biggest symptom of her being pregnant is that she just eats the same thing over and over again. We've eaten CPK, I swear to you, four to five nights a week. Like, we go to the same... I love it so much. It, it's insane. We go to the same places over and over again. We've we've actually gotten so embarrassed at the CPK that we've started going to other neighborhood CPKs. Just to split it up. Yeah, because they'll okay. think we're sick. Yeah. And we, and we are sick. <laughs> yeah. That's part of the problem. Now, is it a craving for one specific thing at CPK, yeah, or does she get question. different things? Um, she, she basically has been getting the same salad over and over again, okay. but if I maybe shamed her into getting another thing, she'd be fine. She loves the whole menu. Okay. So she would get a couple things. But uh, we've hit a point now where CPK sent us free pizzas yesterday for Mother's Day. I mean, we're in a weird spot. Right. <laughs> but the weirdest of the spots that we're in is at a snow cone place near our house. Oh. Uh, in Those the... still exist? Yes. There's actually a few of them. We've at least stumbled into a few. <laughs> it's weird. And there's one called Brian's, and it's it's in Woodland Hills. Mm-hmm. And we... Uh, had eaten nearby, and I said, oh, I like, you know, I like snow cones. I'm a child. <laughs> and so we walked in there, and it was so good. We were like, this is the best snow cone we've had. And so the next day, we craved it. So we went back. Okay. And, uh, now, you're pregnant too, or no? I definitely am acting like it. Okay. I have the, the male pregnancy symptoms. And so I was like, I'll go again. So we go again. The next day, Danielle says to me, I'd like, I, I'm going to go, let's go to Brian's. I go, okay. <laughs> so we go in. And now, I what I can only assume is Brian. Because there's mm-hmm. two workers inside, and this man has been constant each time we've went. Right. I can only assume he's Brian. We walked in, and Brian, bright-eyed, looked at us and said, three times in three days, huh? Oh. He was shaming you guys. Oh, Brian. I have never He was felt shaming you. So embarrassed. For going to his place. It was so over the top <laughs> that I honestly questioned my own beliefs and practices. Uh-huh. I was like, am I a pig? Danielle, who's in all pride and honor of being a pig right now, being pregnant, was just like, yes, sir. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is a total disaster. And I was wondering... Don't you think that's the wrong... I mean, number one, I don't think he should ever say anything because it just brings a light to me being, you know, gluttonous. But he shouldn't say it that way, no? No, I think not at all. Why would he do that? Because then now you're going to second guess, like, do we go back now? Oh, yeah. Because I don't want to now. Yeah, well, I mean, update, we've went four more days in a row. But (laughs) he hasn't said seven days in a row, which is nice. Right. But he does sort of be like, because we went out of town. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and that weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. And then when we came back on the Monday, because obviously we can't miss a day. Right yeah. to the snow cone. Yeah. He said to us, straight faced, oh, was concerned. Thought something happened to you guys. <gasps> what? Like, a few days. Because we missed three days. Oh, my God. Why is he attacking you? I don't know. This I, is so weird. I feel like he Die, has like back, huh? a, a vendetta against making money. No, I think what it is, is he now has regulars at his shaved ice place. That's mm-hmm. exciting. So he's like, oh, coming in again. I don't think he's shaming. It doesn't sound, the way he's telling that story, mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like he's happy that they're there. He's He's, he's definitely not like. Hi, buddy. Right. Like oh, two really? thumbs up. Okay. I mean, I think he's happy to see us, but I don't uh-huh. know if he knows the thin line between, you know, stoked repeat customer right. and stalker of his snow cone spot. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? At any point, does he just turn to the other employee and go, they're here? Uh, it feels that yeah. way. Okay. It, honestly, All and right. I think at one point he's going to look at us and be like, guys, I've got you these pamphlets on diabetes. <laughs> and just hand it, like, that's, that's where it feels like it's leading. He's trying okay. to wave you off. Yeah. He's... That's super weird for a store owner. Yeah. I don't even think like smoke shops do that. <laughs> <laughs> like he should 100% have a little more humility towards, you know. Hey, we're... it's great to see you yeah, again. Yeah, we're addicted mm-hmm. to your product.
Also, yeah. like, what if he's like, this is like how meth starts for people. I'm sorry? Meth? Yeah. Like, you know, like if you if you were to get addicted to something, the dealer at first would be like, hey, man, calm down. <laughs> Maybe not every day. But mm-hmm. th- it's a snow cone. You you are equating shaved ice yeah. to meth. Well, because I get the blue, I get the blue di- flavor. Okay. All right. I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I get watermelon and blueberry okay. every, almost every time. I've switched it up a bit. And, mm-hmm. and when I switch up my order, he goes, switching it up. I think he's just perceptive and he's just into you guys being there, but he doesn't want to overdo it and be like, yeah, they're back again. So he's so kind he of making, the opposite so way? He's, uh, he's nagging He's you. nagging us. Yeah. What is it? It's the you. game? What, I mean, why he, he yeah. could, we're all dating already. Oh. I got, I'm in a relationship with a snow cone shop and he's shaming me and I, I feel like I'm in an abusive relationship. So Brian, if you're listening, we're big fans of your snow cone ice. But not coming back. And I, no, I'm going back today. <laughs> Okay, good. Kevin and Bean on K Rock KROQ. This particular segment, yeah, I'm starting to regret because I get <laughs> I get a bad feeling from Omar. Things are going to get better. Right I said, now. Omar, you have a break to yes. fill. Whatever you'd like to talk yes, about, we gonna, will do it. I'm going to educate you on something. Okay, you know because uh, I have a very popular podcast called the B Team. Yes, and uh, we cover you know behind the scenes stuff of the Kevin and Bean show and uh, the B holes, as my fans are called. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> I know that I have a, 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 a love of butt stuff. This and anything is what I was afraid of. Oh, wow. <laughs> anything that has to do with poop, I find very funny and interesting. So. So we had a B-hole listener call up and uh, kind of let me know that poop transplants are a thing. Well, well, maybe it's a good time for me to mention that uh, parents with small children listening uh, might want to be aware that this particular talk is intended for a, a more mature audience. Hey, you don't know. Maybe maybe you're a kid. Maybe you're a baby. Maybe you have bad you know, intestinal problems. You need a poop transplant sometimes. Parental discretion is advised. <laughs> Wait, I don't understand what this means. What is a poop we have transplant? We have a newscast. Do I just play it? Oh, you my play it. God. Gemma reckons I have over a thousand different strains of bacteria in my feces. Why is there running water behind <laughs> it? That makes me very nervous. <laughs> I don't like it. And fortunately, I have a healthy mix. But that balance can become upset, leading to diarrhea and irritable bowels. If that happens, the good guys may need help. Yes. All right. Thanks for coming, everybody. Good no, night. no, no, no. We got we to gotta get into like the process and you know the how good it helps guys, people. Yes. Meaning what? The good guys, the good bacteria. Ba- good bacteria. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you have, help. So if yeah, if you have you know all kinds of problems, uh, you keep know, them to yourself. Go no, to your no, doctor. No, yeah, you have please. To, you have to have the get the hookup from people that have good bacteria, so they do the poop transplant. Oh, this just makes me so uncomfortable. Keep playing the I'm... audio. So there's two ways that you can do that. It's the prebiotic way. <laughs> so the prebiotic is the food that you eat that then is a food for your bacteria. Mm-hmm. The other way is you can top up. Okay. Um, is death a, one option? No, death no, no, is no, not no, an no, option. No, I don't think you want to die just because you have intestinal problems, Kevin. It depends on if I have to go through what this is being described. <laughs> the other way is you can top up the good bacteria while consuming probiotic products that actually have their own live bacteria in and you're introducing them into your gut by consuming them. Okay. In some cases, that's not enough. Okay. That's where the poop transplant comes in. That's where we end it. No. Oh my God. So you can take probiotics and that gives you good. Good enzymes or whatever to kind of fix, fix, uh, you know, fix you up. But that doesn't work for everybody. Nope. And this is last, you know, last, uh, last effort. Last you know? Yeah, last okay. resort kind okay. of thing. 
Oh, no, you can't start with that music. It's <laughs> very happy music. If you're talking about what it's we're talking trick. about, that's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> Another lab and more feces. <laughs> I mean, right there, are you out? No, no, no. It's funny because they're, they're like looking at a test tube with some caca in it. Yeah. Oh, my God. How do you well, even find like, this oh, stuff? This caca's a good year. Oh I'm not God. sure about this caca. Right, how, do you, how do you find this stuff? Yeah. Omar finds all of it. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Another lab and more feces. <laughs> not happy with this. Me either. Gastroenterologist Dr. Elsa Hart is working with colleagues from Imperial College on novel approaches to rebalancing gut bacteria. I mean, it sounds sexy. Yeah. <laughs> Gastro whatever it was. It's just a rebalancing word for gut poop bacteria. <laughs> the most drastic of which involves performing a fecal transplant. All right. Oh Thanks for listening, everybody. Listen, we'll be right back. Listen, we have, we, we, What's haven't, is next? We, we haven't got to the what? part where they explain how how you do it because this oh. is very interesting. I, do, but do we need? Oh, God. like I feel like I need to know that if I get to the point where everything else hasn't worked. Listen, then we, I do that in my doctor's office, and right. no one knows exactly. Have but, the conversation people, privately, right. maybe not on the radio. Be, you know, what if Kevin and Bean listeners are thinking, "Oh man, you know, I, I've tried everything, and they don't know about the poop transplant." <laughs> I have to warn you. Some of this is clearly inappropriate for young viewers. Right? Please ask your children to leave the room. Listen, I, I'm possibly saving lives here, Kevin. Is that way how you see yeah. it? All right. Hello there. Hello. 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 Hello, Michael. So what's happening in here? Well, we're just. <laughs> Where's he pointing? <laughs> no, no, no. It's not what you think. Okay. No. It's the process of preparing a, a sample for a fecal transplant that we're doing as part of a research trial here. Feces from a healthy donor are transplanted into the guts of patients suffering oh. from a condition called pouchitis. Yeah. Oh, no. So you're saying one of the options, one of the medical options, mm -hmm. is to go to a doctor's office or wherever this underground van of a they research have, complex is. They have the good poo-poo, and what they do is, <laughs> oh is, is, is they, they get the poo-poo, and they do a little poop shake, uh huh, and then they oh. filter it. Okay. okay. Let's just play the news. I'm okay. freaked out <laughs> more by your glee over describing it. Oh, my God. Pouchitis is a form of inflammatory bowel disease, and uh, normally that's treated very simply with antibiotics, but in, in a small group of patients, when the antibiotics haven't worked, the next line of therapy becomes a little bit trickier, and it's in that group of patients that we're going to try this particular technique. Lovely music. Yeah. Making a poop shake. They're hoping to replace the unhealthy mix of bacteria in the patient's guts with a healthy mix of someone else's. Uh, that music! It Stop it! <laughs> We're all happy. Somebody give me their poop. This guy needs help. First, the donor feces are blended with salt water. <laughs> and then filtered. It sounds, I must admit, slightly revolting. You think? Uh, yeah. It does sound revolting. It sounds disgusting, but... Yeah, we're on the same page, at least. At least she thinks it sounds disgusting. Oh, my God. Finally, some sense Disgusting and revolting. <laughs> the next stage is to put the fecal solution into the patient. We take... A nasogastric tube. Oh. Down it goes, down the nose, presumably. Down the nose. I'm oh. sorry. Oh. Yeah. I'm sorry, hold up. Down the nose? Down, yeah. Did so he say it goes down the nose? Oh. They take the poop shake and they put it in something no. like, like a balloon, mm -mm. like a little poop pouch. 
And then they stick a big hose, like, I don't know, it's like a three-foot hose onto it. They stick it down your nose, and then they give uh, They don't you know, do that to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, put, Listen, me, put me out of my misery. You might need this down I, the road, man. I'm going to say, take, take really? my life away. Yes. <laughs> take you out instead yes. of the poop transplant? Yes. No. What, are you, you crazy? Say, you need the, truth, the poop transplant. <laughs> That's the thing about Omar is he would go to a place just to get a poop transplant, yeah, so even if he didn't it. need it. <laughs> I need to be a donor, like a poop donor, because I have excellent poops, guys. This is awful, and I feel like it's going to breed new diseases. This is dangerous. Agreed. Disgusting territory. I'm, I'm a negative on this. I'm a thumbs down. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a two thumbs away. Omar's going to fly yeah. to the UK just <laughs> to get this done. Absolutely. Who's hungry? It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Flame! <laughs> Got to turn on your mic. Yeah. I mean, none of our mics are on, including yeah. myself. <clears throat> You follow Doors on Instagram. Yeah. Doors of the Great West. What do you follow? Uh, I follow a hashtag, Doors of Instagram, and I'll tell you why. For, yeah. I Not used... like the band Doors. No, like the no, physical... no, no. Right. Physical Doors. Um, I used to follow Doors of London, and then I was like, wow, you guys are repurposing a bunch of old posts. Uh, this is not what I signed up for. Why did you sign so, up for pictures of doors? There are beautiful doors all over the world that we just don't know about. Gorgeous, ornate doors. Okay. Beautiful doors. Here's the thing. <laughs> then I was not pleased with the amount of doors I was getting from Doors of London. So then I saw the hashtag doors of Instagram. And you can follow a hashtag and, now. Yeah, I mean, you... just uh, amazing. Here's, here's You're a loser. Right? I I do not follow, you know, the weird pets that a lot of people oh, follow. Oh, yeah, weird door girl over here. <laughs> I she do, draws the line at pets. <laughs> I did uh, used to follow what was uh, once one of the greatest of all Instagram accounts, Cheese Curls of Instagram. They were just kind of uh, Cheetos that looked like things, but they haven't posted since 2016. So oh. I was like, listen, I got to get my kicks somewhere. Right? Mm -hmm. But Doors of Instagram, that hashtag, and then I don't know if you guys are into cabin porn. But I am. Uh, describe like, cabins. Like you look out, at a cab out in the woods, these beautiful cabins. They've got tree houses. You've got uh, the cabin land, which is what I follow. There's also cabin <laughs> porn, cabin love, cabin lust, cabin vibes. These are gorgeous cabins. And not only the outside of them, sometimes the inside, and sometimes they'll have you vote. Would you rather have a lake house cabin? Or a mountain cabin. What She's kind so of sad I mean, and lonely. It is interactive. What kind of time do you have in your life? I love cabins. <laughs> and I love doors. Casey, mm -hmm. you Hi used guys. to follow who? Uh, I used to follow Poos with a View. I'm sorry? Poos with a View. It so, no longer exists, sadly. So, so that's toilets with great seats? I mean, great the views? Yeah, so they would be out in the wilderness, and they would be like a legit like outhouse, and mm -hmm. you're looking into just gorgeous expanse of greenery. But then there's other ones where it's like, this is on the hundred and something floor of a building and wherever, and it was pretty cool. But and couldn't it, you find that fix without the toilet part of it? Just Beautiful good views. views or whatever. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's cool to think quirk. that. Yeah, that you're sitting there just doing your business, but you're looking at beauty. That's great. <laughs> I feel you, Casey. Of course yeah. you do. But the one that is still in existence, although they haven't posted in like a year, cats in bidets. And it's cats in just sitting in bidets. Yep, cats that are not on. In a bidet. 
Well, correct. Okay. Well, I mean, they could I don't know. be, I'm but just they'd asking. be under the cat, so you wouldn't know. So the cat's just curled up in a bidet, and that's it. Yes. And my, you... my favorite part of that account, though. <laughs> she keeps is... up laughing. She loves <laughs> right. it. She loves it. No, this. a couple years ago, it's all cats and bidets on the entire, entire, entire This is page. funny. She showed me. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden, on like June 16th, it's like, shout out to Tupac. It would have been his birthday. <laughs> she showed me like a hundred <laughs> pictures of toilets with views, and then just that one. <laughs> he's, he's respectful. For Tupac. It's Great. It's uh, great. I follow Wicked Slams, just at Wicked Slams. It's just a. Uh, is that NBA? Nah, dog. Oh. It's just people falling off skateboards and bikes. Oh, I love that so just much. Just at full speed. People man. follow falling. I'm all over. I have twenty of those accounts that They're I. They're so good. They just make me laugh. And I follow Deadly Prey Gallery, which is uh, based out of Chicago, and they showcase movie posters by Ghana artists from Ghana. But it's uh, movie posters that they they paint, but they've never seen the movies. <laughs> <laughs> so like they'll draw one for like Beethoven, the okay. dog movie, but sure. like the dog will be like have like a bloody hand in its mouth. They think it's like a horror like Cujo. <laughs> <laughs> or like there's one for He Got Game, the basketball one, and it's uh-huh. just Denzel with a basketball in one hand and a gun in the other. I was like, he wow. has not seen He Got Game. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> taking... That sounds like it might be worth following. Yeah, just taking stabs. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think this is about this. Police, police Academy? That sounds rough. Blood everywhere. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's take a phone call. Let's go to uh, Nikki in Santa Monica. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning. I follow Dilfs of Disneyland. Oh, yeah. Dilfs. Dilfs. Yeah. Dads I'd like to? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But There's some Disneyland. hot dads on Disneyland. that. It's a solid account. Is yeah. it? <laughs> Listen, yeah. everybody Jeez. follows it. What's Absolutely. happening? Jeez. Everyone. <laughs> Chip, do you follow that? You do. Oh, no. This is very. What's this happening? This is real disturbing. Pulling the curtain back. <laughs> All right, Nikki. Thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Talking about you follow bizarre Instagram accounts. And we have Grace on the line from Los Angeles. Good morning, Grace. Hi, good morning. Hi. You follow what? I follow this account called Camera Jewels. It's our lovely favorite actor, Cole Sprouse. And basically when he's out in public and he sees people trying to take like sneaky photos of him, you know, Mm -hmm. they're trying to pretend they're on a phone call, but then the flash goes off. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He takes photos of them first. So it's like a duel and he always wins. And the captions are just hilarious. So it's camera duels? That's the account? Camera underscore duels. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love this account. And someone, yeah. Have you seen it? No, I, I, she's telling me of it for the first time, yeah. but have I seen people trying to sneakily take photos of, of my wife every single time we go out? <laughs> to, to, idiot Tommy Laren did it to us this weekend while we were in Dallas. Oh. And I, I'm just like, what are you What are you doing? So I am, Grace, I am full speed ahead on this. I'm following it now. Absolutely. <laughs> Thank it's, you. It's a and service. He's a writer. You know, he's RC, and the captains are just hilarious. I'm in. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. We are talking about Instagram accounts that you follow that are bizarre or weird or people make fun of you before, or we need to follow. Mm -hmm. Any of the above. Mm -hmm. Let's start with Nick in Downey. Good morning, Nick. Oh, hello. Uh, Hello. (laughs) What do you you follow? All right, so please don't think anything of me for saying this, but it's just one of those things that's just tragically hilarious. Okay. It's called Kittler. Uh, Kittler. Kittens that look like Hitler. Oh, because the, the little mustache, the little black uh, kind of coloring under their nose? Or is, exactly. it that, or is it that they hate Jews? Oh, it, it is. Okay. It's a little mustache. Okay. They're attacking yes. Jewish people. This is very popular on, on the internet in general, and there have been ones that I've seen that look exactly like Adolf. It's terrifying. Yeah, like, very funny and frightening, so. Yeah. 
It's very wow. scary. That's crazy. Uh, we got a tweet from Queenie68. I follow at Cups of Target. People leave beverage cups, mostly Starbucks ones, in weird places all around Target's. Too damn lazy to find a trash can. This person just posts pictures of them. Why? Um, why? Ah. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Uh, Jackie in South Almonte. Good morning. Hey. Hello. Hey there. You follow who Hi. or what on, on Instagram? Uh, I follow Satan. Oh, oh dear. Satan. <laughs> he, yeah, he's hilarious. Is he? Oh, it's, yeah. It's basically, it's basically a site that posts a bunch of memes, but I get a reason to tell people to go follow Satan, and that's good enough for me. Okay. Yeah, you, uh, you and Satan are technically pals. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, he doesn't follow me back. Oh, just like Satan, right? He never does. Goals. He never does. Son of a bitch. He never does. said goals. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jackie, for the call. We appreciate that. Um, I don't even understand Mike's, but let's give it a try. Good morning, Mike. Hey, how's it going? Good. Thank you. What do you follow on Instagram that's uh, sort of strange? I follow a conologist. A conologist. Hmm. Yeah, I follow a conologist. Actually, uh, this guy, he actually follows, he, go, he goes and takes pictures of traffic cones in various positions, whether they be on vehicles, they be in ditches, they be down, they might be striped cones, they might be pink cones, they might hmm. be yellow cones. Hmm. So uh, they might be getting run over, and he has all these quippy little uh, quotes that go with them. So. Mike, you sound like a good exciting. you sound like a good dude. But that I, I am no closer to following that account now that you've explained it. No closer. It's awesome. You know it's what's completely awesome. You know what's truly funny is that probably every account we mention has more followers than we do. Oh, one hundred percent. By the way, Beth on Twitter says, "I follow miserable men. It's just photos of men waiting around at malls, looking bored." Listen, <laughs> that's Kev- amazing. That's hey, me. Kevin and I don't have to follow that. We live it. <laughs> right. uh, let's go to Serge in Pasadena. Good morning, Serge. How are you? We're good. Thank you. What Instagram account do you follow? It's called uh, Girls with Irrelevant Captions, but it oh, also has yes. men on there. Love it. <laughs> okay. Bad yeah, title then. So All right. Uh, yeah, sell it to Yeah, us. it's essentially like, um, like uh, say, a girl in a very sexy bikini picture on a bed in a very provocative stance, and the caption will read, I miss my dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a good sell. So I it's the it. caption in juxtaposition <laughs> yeah. with the picture. That's why you follow it. Exactly. All right. I like All right. that. Thank you, Serge. That doesn't sound bad. No. Let's go to uh, Jonathan in Los Angeles. Good morning, Jonathan. What happened? <laughs> good, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I follow uh, uh, Subway Creatures. Oh, is that the one where there's they follow people on the subway in New York City? Yeah, it's all well, it's all over the world, but it's just very interesting. People people wearing Spider-Man costumes, people falling asleep. It's, it's it's hilarious. I think it's one of the best ones out there. I mean, yeah, I love watching homeless too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't think he's saying they're all homeless. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. I don't think so. There may be uh, even worse trouble going on there. Uh, Katie and Azusa. Good morning. Good morning. Talking about Instagram. Weird Instagram accounts you follow. Weird Instagram accounts. I follow serial killers. If the account. Well, like like uh, actual accounts by them, or an account called at serial yes. killers. No, at serial killers. Oh. It's very fascinating. Yeah, I love it. You don't want serial killers to follow you. That would be the bigger problem. I don't know. We haven't talked. Well, that, that's, that's we haven't talked to Katie long enough to know if she's not into that. So, what do they tell you at serial killers? <laughs> what, what do they tell you at serial killers? Um, very fascinating facts, how they kill, and just important information we need to know. 
Uh, it sounds like Katie's researching. Wow, sure does. <laughs> Just watch yep. Dateline like the rest of us, what Katie. Have you, what, what's the best thing you've learned from the from this account? Well, the best thing I learned was to cover my tracks and use ciphers. Okay, no, I Do thought not. it was fun facts about serial killers. I didn't know they were giving you a plan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you creepo. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. All right, mugs. Um... We should do cheers. Good morning, everyone. We haven't done it in quite a while, yeah. so now it's time to do it. Do we hit the intro first? Yes, we do. Let's hit the intro. Thanks for asking. I can lead. <laughs> All good. Beer mug, he wants to go where everybody knows his name. Yeah. Asking questions with no shame. What do you, what do you? <laughs> He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Oh. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. So, a couple of weeks ago, you guys did a call and topic about superstitions. Right. And I thought it was very interesting screening some of those calls, getting the crazy, ridiculous superstitions that people were calling in with. But then I decided to go to my local watering hole of O'Grady's and get drunk people's superstitions. Yeah. And uh, just to remind people that as the interviews go on, Muggs might be having a beer or two or ten himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to know. Tends to slow down Uh sometimes. Let's find out what these bubbly people are superstitious about, shall we? Scott, do you have any superstitions? If you put a hat on a bed that uh, someone will die. And also shoes. Never put shoes on your bed either, because someone will die. Like like anybody random, or like somebody like that's around you at that time. Somebody, somebody not around you, but somebody that you know. You know? Yeah. Please don't put your your I shoes won't. and your hat on on my bed on your bed. On my bed. <laughs> well, I'm definitely not putting it on your bed. Any beds? <laughs> no, no beds. There's an old Romanian superstition that says that if you leave anything on your plate, then you're going to end up marrying an ugly guy. I did it once. I married an ugly guy. Nicole, <laughs> your jacket is is soft and fluffy. Superstitions? Uh, okay, oh, I'd just like whoa, to stop for a second. <laughs> that sounded really like what a was creepy. That? Did somebody slip uh, ecstasy into my drink? I don't know. Because that's what that was, I think. I don't know. It seemed like, hey, there's something shiny. I need to say <laughs> something about it. It was really bizarre. It's soft and fluffy. Superstitions? Um... Probably dropping saw on the table, and if you don't throw it over your shoulder, then that's taboo. Um, like an actual saw that you saw saw furniture or wood or items with? No, salt. Oh, salt. Oh, I heard, I heard saw. Is karma a superstition, though? Yes. Why? Because... Because karma is real, man. Carly, you have any superstitions? Well said. When I was in college, I... I had to dress in scrubs and like nice shoes every day and one time I forgot to put on like my work shoes my school shoes and I accidentally just wore socks and my sandals like my Birkenstocks to class and I got like a 96 on a test I thought I was gonna fail so from that point on every time there was a test I would just conveniently forget to put on my school shoes and it worked for a while and then I got caught one of my teachers sent me to my car to change out of my sandals and I was like no you're gonna f- it all up a black cat walking across the street. So that you think it would give you bad luck if, if you saw it cross your path? Yeah, because I think I've driven past one before after seeing it cross the street, and then the rest of the day I feel like 
in my head, everything's just going wrong. I gotta tell you, um, no one else mm. is as drunk as Muggs no. in this so no. far. Mm. No, there was a woman in there who's just a doctor. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's not even That's drunk. Sure. She's like, sure. well, I got some stuff to do tomorrow yeah. with this patient. It's amazing. When it probably isn't, but... Then I start blaming it on the stupid cat. All right, I'm here with Jimmy Jam Jam. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, 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 oh. How y'all doing? Jimmy, you don't look like a superstitious person. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you superstitious about? Well, I don't like uh, seeing uh, owls fly down and fly in front of me because... You, like, you don't like owls flying at you? Why? You don't like Harry Potter or something? Yeah, I heard it's really bad if you mess with owls. Well, what, so we never got to the main meat of the the, the chunk here. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> uh, why? What? What do you? What does it mean when if an owl flies close to you? Uh, I was told that it could be somebody dying real soon. Have you seen an owl today? No. Thank God. <laughs> telling you. Yeah, he got to the real meat of the chunk there. He sounded like a troll. <laughs> like an actual, not even like an internet troll, like a little man who has gold in a bridge. bridge. Yeah. Like, yeah. gold. He's already drunk as a skunk, but people are glad he came. Beer mug wants to go where everyone knows his name. Wow. You're not doing good so far. So far. The Kevin and Bean Show. You're not doing good on K-Rock. K-Rock. Last week on the Kevin Abid Show, we brought up a story that involved a members, a private members-only dating site called Beautiful People. And what it is is exactly what you think. It's about matching attractive people with other beautiful people. They re- they have rejected since 2002 when the site launched, you guys. They have allowed in 750,000 members. Now, that sounds like a lot. Yeah. Until you hear they have rejected eight and a half million people. That seems uh, crazy. Yes, the There's odds are no not way. good. The odds are not but, in your favor if you try to get on beautifulpeople.com. But also, if you're on there, do you want to date those people? <laughs> well, that's the point, Kevin. You know? That's the point. Is you're I, I mean, yeah, if I'm on beautifulpeople.com, I want them to be pretty strict. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. what I want. So eight and a half million people have been rejected. And what I found interesting about this is the types of qualities that make you undesirable on this site. That's their word, by the way, undesirable. So they have just released their list of the top 10 ugliest features that a person can have that will get them banned from the site, including, for instance, the top 10 ugliest features, including, according to women. Number one, a bad mouth. If your mouth is too small, you have no lips, or your teeth are bad, that's a deal breaker. You can have a mouth that's too small? <laughs> yes. Is that, and there's nothing you can do about right. that, by uh, the way. Allie, is, that really, is, is that a thing? A, a mouth is very important to me. Yeah. Like number, I, one, I, number one, though. Uh, no, I would want a funny guy over anything. But mm-hmm. a mouth, yeah. I, I'd like you to have good teeth, and I'd like you to have supple lips. Now, every... <laughs> Everything on this list, by the way, is all physical. It has nothing to do of with course. personality. Of okay? course, that's the whole site. Uh, number two is obese or overweight. That makes sense. Very few people want to date fatty. Uh, number three is too short. Okay. Deal breaker for you, Ellie? Too short? No, I'm 5'2". If it was, then... <laughs> if what? you're de- dating a child, if it's too short, I short, will right? not date plus, Brad Williams anymore. Plus dead, right? <laughs> too short? <laughs> okay, oh, back to you. Oh, my God. File. Whoa. Just file it. Whoa. I mean... Uh, number four, bad skin. 
Uh, number five, ungroomed facial or body hair, like a unibrow, nose hair, wild beard, excessive back hair, all of which can be fixed, by the way. Mm-hmm. All of which, uh, crooked, large, or otherwise ugly nose. Okay, so those are the tops uh, for uh, according to women. Now these are the tops according to men. Fat is number one. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise anybody Obviously. there. Uh, eyes too far apart, too close together, or wonky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody is looking for a wonky-eyed dude. I guess a uh, big or unsightly nose is a deal breaker. Then we come in with bad skin. Then poor figure, which is just no shape or curves. Uh, then no butt or too much butt. Man, it's tough for you ladies. What the hell? Yeah, this is very specific. <laughs> uh, thin fat, which is skinny but no body toed. Look, if she's thin, that should be good enough. Mm-hmm. Jensen, you got some? Uh, yeah, my number one. Uh, listen, I, I mean, I'm. I don't want someone who's smoking. That's just the one that's obvious. Sure. But let's get into the minutia because I don't want to date someone ever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be near someone who has their phone ringer on at all times. <laughs> so like every email, every text, every, Bing! Like, yeah, that's annoying. Silent yeah, silent period. That's sure. I had to do that with my wife, and she perfectly was in that field already. I'm sorry. With who? Uh, sorry. My wife. Okay, Uh, thank you. Okay, then my other one is that if pizza is your personality, I hate you. If pizza I love pizza. It is a great food. But if this is, like, if that's all you do and you think pizza is a lifestyle, get out of my life. I don't want to be near you. Like, don't wear pizza stuff all the time and be like, pizza. Like, wears pizza stuff all the time? It happens, man. It doesn't happen. Pizza's like a, it's like a meme. No, I swear. It's like a meme. So everyone's like, pizza's uh, pizza's my life. You know what I mean? Like, shirts that say, I've never seen that anywhere. You guys know this. I'll take your word for it. Shirts that say, like, pizza or die or something. Like, no, dude, you're not a ninja turtle. Like, you're a normal person. So you would be more likely to, to date somebody who, like, is all in on weed and its paraphernalia than you would for pizza. I don't like anyone who makes anything a personality but mm-hmm. yes i would ra- or like if the big lebowski like white russians dude like all of that stuff i can't stand just uh, don't make one thing your your personality okay okay, okay. Yeah. All, right. all right how about you ali what kind of deal breakers do you have yeah I got, i've got a list um do you know? <laughs> yeah here's the thing i i can be very shallow when i'm trying to self-sabotage so i have broken up with the guy because his thumbs were, were weird i just they were like really toes. i didn't yeah this is like, i don't like your thumbs i just i wanted Peace to break out. up with him okay um, one guy, I thought it was going good. Then we went to a concert and he clapped offbeat. And I was like, I can't. You are out. Wow. Um, someone who's messy, I can't. Like a little bit of mess, fine, I understand. But people whose whole lifestyle is being messy, not yeah. for me. But I the biggest deal breaker for me and the reason that I broke up with someone and he was okay with it because we could not get past this. I like to sleep in a cold room. 65 and under is a perfect temperature. He liked a 72 plus room. Oh, it's disgusting. I want to be able to hang meat where I'm sleeping. (laughs) And we couldn't get past it. All things sweaty. I'm not eating. But I got to be honest, like that seems like a big thing because you couldn't sleep. Yeah, I couldn't sleep. And then I'd go to his place and I'd be like, we are sweating bullets. It was disgusting. Yeah, that's completely reasonable. Thank you so much. I I agree with my I only have one on my list and that's adults that like Pikachu. Oh, how oh, dare you? How Jensen, dare you? And you stared at me. And by the way, I don't like Pikachu. I like Detective Pikachu. Sorry, my yeah. and, uh, and my one, if I were single, would be, and, and this is a no, I don't care how hot or how smart or how delightful you are, 
If you'll drink Pepsi, I want nothing to do with you. Hmm. That's really? a deal breaker for me. Oh, Pepsi? Are you kidding me? The devil's pee? <laughs> Hell no. So if you Whoa. found out so if you found out that Taylor Swift was super yes. into Pepsi, you're like, get out of here. Uh, she endorsed Diet Coke, so I think we're fine there. Oh, all right. We'll take your calls next time, Kevin. K-Rock. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. All right, we're talking about deal breakers, and I think the smaller the better, right? The more insignificant, yes, the better. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, about once a year we do this topic, and we're always amazed by something that most people would just look past or wouldn't even notice, but it's something that will make you not want to date that person. Uh, before we go right to the calls, you heard from uh, one of our f- fine celebrity friends, Allie. Uh, yeah, David Allen Greer, uh, very fair. He wrote, um, a woman who refuses to light her farts. <laughs> and, and I say kudos. Uh, Erica writes in, Dear Kevin Bean, here are my deal breakers. Just like Jensen, number one is smoking. Number two is gym life. These guys that are obsessed with being in the gym, taking selfies their whole life is about the gym all day, every day. I don't want to compete with the gym. And number three, snoring. I need sleep. Love you guys. That says Erica. I imagine anything that makes you not sleep has to be really rough. All right, let's go to uh, Hector, who's calling from Riverside. Good morning, Hector. Good morning. Yeah, no, I love my football, but if she's a Patriots fan, it's just done. Like, I can't do Patriots girls. Oh, that's valid. Is it because you don't don't like winners? Anybody (laughs) but the Patriots. Anybody but the Patriots. And by the way, I bet that there are a lot of people who have very sport. I mean, like, you're a Dodgers fan. You can't date a Giants fan. I bet there are people out there absolutely like that. Kevin, you couldn't date, if you were single, you couldn't date a Sharks fan, right? It just wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Nope. Let's go to Leo Long Beach up next, line two on the Kevin and Bean Show. Morning, Leo. Hey, good morning. I don't like green hair. Oh, green hair. <laughs> I mean, this like has- from chlorine yeah. at the pool. No, he means like cool emo hipster. You mean hair? like colored hair? <laughs> yeah, like green colored hair. Whether it's like a like a like a strip or the, even like the worst is like when they have the whole head colored green. Did you have a bad a bad experience dating the Joker? What happened, <laughs> Leo? I mean, where? How much are you running into this? Pretty often. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's say hi to Corona's Jen. She's on line six. We're talking about deal breakers. This is good information, by the way. If you're out there looking for dates, listen to what these people are saying. Maybe this is what's keeping you out of uh, out of a relationship. Jen, go ahead. Um, I just don't like loud chewers. I um, I married a loud chewer, and then I when he chews, I have to put my headphone beats on so I don't have to hear him chew. There's an actual, um, it's not a disease, but there's an actual physical thing. Where, there's a disorder. Yeah, it's a yeah. disorder where people can hear other people chewing and it drives them out of their mind. Yeah, that's like the ASMR kind of it thing. Does. Sort of. Yeah, you feel something more uh, more intensely. And yes. I only think this is funny because yesterday Allie looked at me while I was chewing and finally realized I have a click in my jaw. And she looked like she wanted to throw me through a window. I had never heard it. And I was like, is that your jaw? <laughs> <laughs> so I am out of Jen's life, which is okay because I am married. All right. So uh, chewing loudly. Is it All right. Thank you, okay. Deal breaker. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it in the food category and go to line seven, please. In Glendale, we say hi to Chris up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Morning, Chris. Morning. Deal breaker. Uh, if they're vegan. Oh, interesting. interesting. In Los Angeles, wait, that's a tough one. Wait, why? Uh, because they never leave it at just being vegan. When I'm eating meat, they have to tell me how disgusting it smells to them. Hmm. So you're I saying mean, they're judgmental towards your foods. They don't just like order their stuff and fine with it. Right, yeah. If it was just something where they were having their food, I'm having my food, then it's fine. But like, especially with vegans, with vegetarians, it's fine. But vegans will have to tell me, like, oh, yeah, now that I'm vegan, meat just smells so disgusting to me. 
All right. Well, maybe think about that the next time you kill a cow. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm being that person. Okay. Are, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to uh, Alex in La Puente. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my deal breaker is sharing my popcorn at the movie theaters after I ask if they want anything from the stand. So you get a popcorn. He doesn't want any. And then he, he starts shares. eating yours. Yes. Yeah. I went on a date a couple years ago, and that's exactly what happened. And started eating my popcorn, and I'm looking at him for the corner, and I'm just like, are you serious? Couldn't couldn't enjoy the movie after that. I was just so over it. I wanted to leave, and I just felt bad, so I ended up staying for the rest of And I was watching The Hobbit, so that was like, what, three hours? Three movie? hours, yeah. hours, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, yeah. I, I, have, I have to ask, is this just, is it an infringement on your personal space? Is it that they're disregarding your wishes because of the snack bar, or is it that you have some sort of a germ thing with their hands being in your food? I think it's just the fact that, you know, I asked you beforehand. Yeah. And you say no. That seems valid because you're saying, do you want popcorn? We can get some for you. Yeah. And then they say no, and then they start eating yours. Yeah. I think that's valid. I guess it'd be just like at a restaurant if he passes on dessert, but then he's eating half of yours with a fork. All right. Nibblers are bad. Running out of time, but let's get to Jeff and Altadini. He's on line one. He says that he is a member of this beautiful people site, this dating site that we were talking about that has rejected eight and a half million people since they have been up and running. Is that true, Jeff? Yes, that is true. I am a full-fledged member. Thank you. Wow. I mean, (laughs) thank you. A true celebrity. (laughs) And how is that working out for you? How have you found the quality of the dates that you've gone on, if any have happened? And and please end all answers with thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, this has been my experience. The girls are not as hot as you would think. However, the girls that I have able to, been able to go out with have been spectacular like, oh my cool. god like you're saying like cool, you're oh hot as hell but you're are they cool women or they i mean like are they do they bring yeah, anything else to the they, table they yeah they great personalities uh smart funny um they've been great so do you have deal breakers uh yeah i'm not into nose rings and um that has just never turned me on and uh overweight but you don't see a lot of overweight girls on uh, beautifulpeople.com. No, they get killed. Uh, if you try and they, <laughs> no. they come to your house oh, and they murder murdered. you. Yeah, oh, they murder you. Okay. Well, as they should be. Oh, oh. Jeff, you thank, are a ringing endorsement for this you. terrible website. As they should be? Thank you. <laughs> Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. If you haven't heard about it and you are a big fan of this show and our podcast, The Kevin and Bean Show, you may be interested in the B-Team. So it's, uh, it's DJ Omar Khan. It's uh, producer Dave, King of Mexico, and it's our own beer mug. And they basically tell, they do their own stuff too, but they mostly tell stories about the behind the scenes of the Kevin and Bean show, revisit past topics and tape. Uh, and this most recent episode includes uh, a portion of the interview with the great Bobby Boris Pickett, by the way, <laughs> the Monster Mash man. Mm-hmm. So that, that alone makes it worth downloading. But apparently somebody told a story on the podcast. Who was uh, that somebody? Bean? Somebody told a story where somebody actually said in real life, not for comedy and not ironically, don't you know who I am? Now that, oh, that God. line has always just meant death to us. Like mm-hmm. absolutely anyone that uses yeah. that got no time for you in my life. Right. Who do you think that person might be? Well, let's see. DJ Omar Khan. Uh-huh. He would do it. it well, they, don't, they don't say it's someone on the podcast. It could be someone off the podcast, right? Oh. I mean, it could be anyone on the show. Then me. <laughs> well, I don't think not. it was you. Oh, it wasn't. It was okay. you. you would know right. that. I don't think it was you. I would say Dave. That's that's a very Dave King of Mexico thing to say. Oh, you think so? Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. 
Oh, oh, mugs, mugs. Listen to me. But your beer mug. Exactly. First of all, two things. Number one, I hate whenever I'm in public and somebody has to tell somebody who, what I do, who I work for, what my you name hate is. That. I hate that. It uh-huh. makes me super uncomfortable. Right. Wait, hold on. Number two. Number two. You're a loser. Hey, whoa. We'll get to that part. <laughs> It, it makes Just me so you know, you're not in charge of this. It, well, hold on. I want to I <laughs> okay. defend myself. Uh, it, it makes me super uncomfortable wherever, when, whenever we're out in public and somebody wants to tell somebody who I am. Number two, I did not use the specific words, do you know who I am? But sort of, kind of, a little bit. I was at... <laughs> Good defense. That's a hell of a defense, yeah. Muggs. I don't know how we can poke the holes jury, in that. The jury will like to come up with its <laughs> now, judgment now. A lot of people will assume, and rightfully so, that there are a lot of benefits that come with this job, mm-hmm. working for K-Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, both. Some people hate, some people right. love. Right. Mm-hmm. So you never know. A lot of the times, I the, it goes with the, I don't like for people to kind of tell Stop other people who that. I am. You're I the person that said I this. Don't. So when it comes to like me getting benefits from something, I will always opt out. Like whether if I'm in Las Vegas and like you know they're gonna hook up somebody you know from the media with a table, I I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want. That's good to... because that's what you do for us. I don't. So, he's so great. He's that's like excellent. when I get benefits, like things that'll help my job. Right. I say no. Oh, just... an interview opportunity. <laughs> no way. <laughs> Makes me uncomfortable. When there are things that are beneficial for the Kevin and Bean show, I look them straight in the eyes and I say, "Not today, Satan." So I want to let you guys. I want to let you guys know. Through my 13 years with the Kevin and Bean show mm-hmm. and 15 with K Rock, mm-hmm. I have never once okay. used my job to get me something. Okay. Were you at one point, let's say, at a strip club? Yes, I was, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and do you have a shirt from said strip club? Well, so the whole thing was, I was sitting there, and the, the strip club DJ gets on the mic and goes, All right, gentlemen, it is time. Two for one lap dances. Get your two for one lap dances. You will not only get a two uh, two song dance with the lovely ladies here at Spearman Rhino, but you will get a Spearman Rhino t shirt thrown into the two for one deal. All right, so let me just stop you right there. How is it possible that at this point you use the words or very close to don't you know who I am? Because right now it seems like it's for a shirt and two dances. Right. Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Once I, I heard lap dances, whatever. Once I heard free spearmint rhino shirt, <laughs> sure. I could not. Well, that would push anyone turn over the edge. This <laughs> down, okay. Uh, so then I go up to it appeared to be one of the uh, one of the bouncers. I was Before like, you say this, yeah. couldn't you have just gotten the dance and the shirt? I didn't want to spend the sixty bucks for the two wow, for one. Wow. You know, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm so a working wait, father. So hold on a yeah. second. Mm-hmm. So they offered you a free T-shirt with the lap dance, yeah. but you wanted the free T-shirt without the lap dance. Yeah, because you, have... you go you go to hell, you Amen. son of a bitch. Amen. <laughs> They're putting themselves through college. Oh my Look, god! You heard friends with benefits and said, "I'll take friends." <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing: I didn't want to have to pay for the lap dance. I just want to work my way around that and go straight to the shirt. So I go to the bouncer. I go, "Hey, man, what's going on?" Um, my name is, I actually work for a radio Uh-oh. station right here. This is what you hate now. I just want to clarify. <laughs> this is what I hate. You hate this. But I said, you know what? I've never used it in my life. Oh, my God. I'm just going to start now. So I go, I work uh, at the world-famous K-Rock. It's a radio station here <laughs> oh, in L.A. Oh, uh, hate I, you. My name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean <laughs> Murder, right? <laughs> my name is Beer Mug from the Kevin and Bean Show. I was wondering if I could get one of those sweet Spearmint Rhino shirts without kind of like having to get the lab. Just get the shirt. Just hook it up. You know, maybe, maybe you know, because I'll- Are I'll, you on like cocaine right now? <laughs> 
I wish. Do you have some? Do you have some? He's got oh, a lot of energy. At the strip club or right now? No, no, oh. both. But go ahead. Uh, so I said, you know, it'd be cool if I get one of those shirts because, like, I, you know, I'm in the studio a lot and there's a lot of social media and oh, cameras. Wow. So, I'm so, in the public eye. So the guy, I need a shirt. So the bouncer's like, hold on, let me see what I could do. Uh, so he walks away, and then 10 minutes later comes back. <laughs> By the way, 10-minute conversation. Hey, there's a total weirdo outside. He says he works for a radio station. Mm-hmm. How much do those shirts cost us? A dollar? Honestly, it's <laughs> worth it. Let's get this guy off our back. Get backs. him to go away. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my first ever benefit from working from the Kevin and Bean Show, a Spearmint Rhino Gentleman's Club t-shirt hmm. that I haven't worn once. Was it worth selling your soul to get it? Um... If it was an extra large and not a double X, maybe. <laughs> they didn't even give him the right uh... size. They must have heard you on the radio. <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock.